You're listening to the Robert Hartley Games Master Podcast. The following is the audio from my interview series, Short Rest, aired live on twitch.tv forward slash robertheartleygm. During the Short Rest series, I sit down with a fellow tabletop role-playing game content creator for about two hours and get to know them a bit. If you want to see the accompanying visuals at any time, you can find them on my YouTube channel by searching for Robert Hartley GM. Enjoy! Friends, fans, and fine folk, grab your drinks and snacks and come on down to the campfire to join us for this short rest with me and my lovely friend Lord Gazumba on that side. I always get the side wrong because it flips my mirror. Hello, <laughs> Jay, how are you doing? You want to give us a uh, voice check? Mic check one, two. Hopefully, uh, we're good. I should right. do that. Yeah, that always do be, that pre-check. Yeah, that seems to be working fine. I always, I always check, and then for some reason OBS sometimes just likes to go, "Yeah, you checked," but now here it's going wrong again. Uh, <laughs> but it seems to be working fine today. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us for this short rest. Uh, so, uh, Lord Gazumba, or can I call you Jay? Jay's fine. Jay's Jay, fine. Jay's absolutely fine. Lord Gazumba is a character in the yeah. campaign. Excellent. So, so yeah. Jay, um, how do you how do you like to take your short rests? Are short rests even a thing in the edition that you play? No, <laughs> <laughs> but we do have what's called you know camping out encampments, right? Camping uh, out encampments. Yeah, how do you yeah. how do you like to set up your camp when you're camping out? Like a campfire, keep keep your torch off, relying on absolutely dark campfire and a bunch of uh, little tents and you know uh, some stories. There we go. Then we'll start the a little uh, we'll start a little campfire. What about what about food? You want to rely on rations? You want to go hunting? It tends to be, we tend to be a ration kind of camp. Ration camping. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, for the we'll most sit part. Sit on the campfire with our rations. Then, Hard, what do you imagine is in rations? Does it does it go into detail in earlier editions, or is it just rations? It's probably some very bad equivalent of an MRE, right? Yeah, uh, that's, know, that's some, always some... A, yeah, that's what I've always assumed. Like <laughs> hard tack, hard tack, and uh, nuts and and jerky, maybe. They do have the difference between, you know, standard and iron rations. And we're like, what the heck are iron rations? Hey, Anna, good to see you all. Hey, Anna's uh, here. What up, Anna? Yeah, it's, a, it's a really uh, – it's one of those things that the detail in old school 1E2E e just it wasn't there for that. And, yeah. and, you know, we didn't have the cookbook or anything that has come out recently. You know, that just right. didn't yeah, exist yeah, yeah. back in the day. You know, but so it's, got uh, your, it's, got, we've got your hard tack. We've got our, our uh, MRE, essentially. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then to drink, what, are we relying on water oh, skins? Should we set up a pot of tea? Uh, or just you get out, get out the barrel veil. Get a bar- barrel veil. Someone is yeah. car- always carrying it, especially in like a uh, a um, some sort of modified bag of holding that's just like a wine wine cooler of holding. Always. I mean, <laughs> we have magic. There, there's magic items like there's the dwarven brewing barrel, which yes. one of the you know one of the characters and has. Uh, in fifth edition, yeah. there's a tankard that's a uh, tankard of. Not tankard of sobriety, that would be the opposite thing. Uh, it, there's a tankard of something which, like, three times a day you can just fill it up with, like, three litres of dwarven ale. So, Absolutely. And there's also there's a Celtic item called the pig skin of Tuis, and you pour water through the pig mouth, and it actually brings out the, <laughs> the best wine of all. Yeah, so one of, where does, yeah, where does the wine come out if you're pouring the water in the mouth? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I guess we shouldn't, yes. Uh, that's probably there, yes. I didn't even think about that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right, awesome. so we're, uh, we're good. Uh, we're, we're, good. we're set up for our short rest, uh, sitting around the campfire. We're joined by a bunch of, uh, a bunch of eyes of the forest, lots of... Put these on so I can see L- the chat. Lots of, pe- lots of people uh, 
representing the uh, the little critters that are around us in the forest here as we have this short rest. Um, let's start with let's start with the name. Names are always a good place to start. You mentioned Lord Guzumba as a uh, character. Where did where did the name come from? So when I started, um, and I, I'm going to show my age now. We started playing in 1978, which was uh, the Holmes Basic box set before uh, before AD and D was out. Around 1980, uh, started really when get, the when the World of Greyhawk setting came out. Started playing hardcore in that setting. And one thing about it, it's wide open. And from there, uh, came up with the Order of the Order of Yulik and uh, Gazumba was a character. Hawk was his best friend. If you ever ever saw the movie Hawk the Slayer, there you go. It's kind of named off of, off of him. Uh, so. That character is now the, the head of the, the order, Lord Gazumba. There you go. I, I, I had no idea what to call my channel three and a half years ago <laughs> when I came on Twitch. It's like, my gosh, do I, you know, I, and that's what I came up with. So Anna almost got, uh, Anna Meyer almost got me to change it one time about three years ago. She said I should change it to order of Yolk, but I never did. So I held I mean, on to Lord Gazumba. Now you got a brand. It's, it's one of those things. Yeah. We always, we always put. To, we always put so much uh, work into into thinking about names and going, oh, but it has to be the right name, and, and then eventually, nobody thinks about the name. Eventually, it's just the, yeah. the name just becomes who you are, and like you don't actually think about it too much. Um, I, I know that the Viva Viva Dudley guys have, have thought a couple of times about like how it, their name is kind of cumbersome, and uh, and and they're like, man, if we'd if we'd have known the success it was going to get, maybe we would have chosen a different name, but. Yeah, you just don't worry. It's about good. It. Yeah, but at this point, everyone knows it. Yeah, that's, it's just a, a it's just thing, a title. So, it's a brand. You yeah. don't need. You don't actually think about what the sure. what the name is necessarily anymore. Once you once it's just a part of who you are. And then yeah, uh, and then how about your um your your logo down here? Where did where did that one? How did that come? So about? this uh, this is a funny story too. Um, I don't know if I have it on my uh, one of our friends. We always said. It's a knighthood, and this is kind of – I'm going to say this is like late 80s. Oh, my gosh, I'm really dating myself. Um, <laughs> uh, the knight, a knighthood's got to have heraldry. Yeah. So we had no idea what we were doing. So we had a sword crossed with a warhammer, a mm -hmm. hammer thunderbolts crossed with a, a long sword. Um, and someone did a sketch of it, and that lasted 30 years until I met Anna Meyer, and Anna was great at doing, uh, working up the heraldry for, oh, oh my gosh, I should have muted my phone, I apologize. That's so good. Yeah, my bad. Thank so, you for the uh, um, hype, by the way, everybody. There's yeah, that was 51, awesome. 51% and all of a level 4 hype train with one minute left. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, so, I said to Anna and Brian Blumklotz, I really would love to have heraldry for 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 uh, the the order done up a little bit better, and uh, came up with this uh, this and that now is you know became become my logo become you know synonymous mm. with the you know the shirts and you can see the shield behind way back there <laughs> yeah the the community gave me a shield uh, from uh, the first time we did a virtual uh, gray icon you know a metal shield of it so it's yeah you know, it's 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 grown around so the, that, so uh, the heraldry logo. came how how long into it like before you were doing this as a um, oh, yeah. as a, as 83 a yeah 83 we started talking about we had an idea but you know we there was no photoshop or mm, you know yeah, yeah, or, or yeah, back then it has uh, to do, be done as a sketch yeah it, that's I, all it was um, for all that time it it 
it uh, amused me when I saw the um, the design of the shield because in my games, uh, in my home homebrewed world, there's a faction kind of like the um, uh, what's the uh, I can't remember the equivalent in um, in Faerun now, but they're they're, they're a faction of law enforcers and just uh, knights knights of the realm right. he- hero hero type. They're like the adventuring faction more than anything. Uh, and they're called the Knights of Kavosna, and their sh- their symbol is a tower shield with a longsword and a mace uh, crossed. <laughs> really so, close. So, yeah, so that's that, cool. when I saw it, I was like, "That's that's pretty close." A bludgeoning we- uh, a bludgeoning weapon, a right. longsword, and on a tower shield. That's their uh, their their heraldry. Um, and it's grown. It's grown. Uh, the heraldry usage has really grown in my campaign and in all of Greyhawk. Because if you know, if anyone knows about Greyhawk, the original glossography has this beautiful heraldry all around it right you know it's got mm. all these of all the look of all the locations and it just is what draws you to the Greyhawk. yeah immediately. and it's something that that you've taken onto your channel as well you've always got the uh the yes. lots of the different heraldry all, all the way around and that's come the, that comes from like the Greyhawk design having the same thing then yeah it comes from oops see i could slide back real quick here's the original world of Greyhawk glossography from 1980 yeah right yeah 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 you see all that, that wonderful uh, heraldry, right? Yeah, and, and that's those, just... so. So those are heraldry of places in in Greyhawk or families. Some organizations, mostly uh, countries, some free cities, but um, so we've expanded it to include uh, uh, noble houses, um, right. mercenary groups. You know, we've yeah. really gone because it's just something that people love the visual aspect of a game, and they love connecting. Oh wow, that is our heraldry yes. now like yeah. you know so uh, yeah it's something, I that, think it's... It, it's something that i want to include more of in my games like i haven't i haven't come up with heraldry for all the different cities and stuff but i've always it's like it's it's been far down the to-do list of, of like world building for ever since i started like oh yeah what uh, what would the symbol of this city be what would this <laughs> it's a wonderful thing to do robert but i un- i understand there's only so many hours in the day. there's only so many hours you know, I, it, there's there's certain things like yeah. I, I, that's one of the things i love about dnd uh with different dms you will always get a different focus there might be a dm who really enjoys politics uh in their real life and so their politics seeps into their games and and their and their politics their, their political structure of their games is super fleshed out because they think about that stuff all, always and then their right. economy is kind of crap because they just don't they're not interested in the economy or whatever and artists you'll you'll have dms who are just really enjoy art artists uh, uh doing art and so they'll always be showing you pictures of the places that you're going right. like they've, they've drawn out the different landscapes you're seeing and uh so i love i love playing with different dms for that reason to like to to in to enjoy different aspects of the game because you're never going to have somebody who's like good at all of it and enjoys all of it and oh. has has the wonderful art in their home in their downtime and they've worked out the uh the trade of the different cities and uh, i agree 100 percent. and I'll, I'll i'll challenge everyone out there and yourself on this have you ever come across any two dms that dm the same way i don't think i have <laughs> people yeah, who exactly. even people who have uh been heavily influenced by just one dm uh and i'm thinking yeah. of myself when i say that when i first started i was basically just trying to mimic matt mercer um and and then i ended up just having my own style of of like exactly my own DMing. That's, everybody, that is the charm of finds, this game yeah you, you find the things yeah. about the game that you like and you focus on that and all the rest of it you're like oh yeah I'd... like I, I don't use music i i'm not a musical person I, I enjoy music i just don't i can't find music like 
uh, it's it's just not on in my not even on my uh, wheelhouse when I'm starting to prepare for a session. I'm not thinking, oh, what music would go well in this scene that I'm setting up? Like it doesn't it's... even cross my mind. No, I agree. Uh, Serenscape is something I've never touched, and my guys don't want it. They don't want sound effects. They say I'm distracted enough, so they don't want it's, they don't want anything yeah. else as far as <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it's it's helpful as well that I'm pretty good with sounds and voices yeah. and things, and so I'll kind of and I'll be doing the <laughs> I'll be making those, so I don't need a soundboard <laughs> to do it for me. I, I just do those things myself. That's awesome. Uh, so you said you've been doing this for uh, years. <laughs> Um, <laughs> All right, 44, but but the campaign, and if you notice on uh, the, the Twitch symbol, there's a yeah, number. This is number 42. That's, that's his, the campaign, uh, since I started logging adventures, is 42 years old. It would reveal a campaign. Yeah, so I, we're uh, Saturday night's fundraiser event will be adventure number 945. You've been keeping a track of them. Whew. I have a log of every single. Yes, I don't know wow. why I started doing that when I was when I was 13 Incredible years you old. Did, though. Incredibly lucky yeah. that you did because now you've now you've got it. I have every yeah every single adventure we've done logged, and uh, the sitting estimate is between 3,000 and 3,200. We're not sure how many oh, times wow. we've set. Yeah. That's incredible. It's, it's the, 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 the wealth of experience there, the wealth of, and all in the same Thank world, you. right? All in Greyhawk. Oh yeah, absolutely. Incredible. The amount of the amount of depth you can get out of that, and and it just it's testament to the game, the the types of stories that can be told. Because, you know, everybody's heard that there's not there's nothing new under the sun, and there's a hero with a thousand faces, and all stories are kind of following the same thing. But there's still such wealth within that that oh, you don't you don't say absolutely. that in order to put people off of telling new stories and. Like you can still oh, no. find the same structure to a story and find a completely new story within it. What What's good about this uh, about Greyhawk is it's so open and um, there is so much richness. And I think my benefit was I diverged from the the future storylines and future publications so early yeah. that. The Order of Ulick exists in my campaign, and maybe who knows if someone else is taking on, but it's it's mine, right? Mm. So, any no one else's Greyhawk is the same. So I got stories I can take all off of that yeah. different enemies and things, but it's in the Greyhawk setting. So it's been a it's been a tightrope walk uh, all those years because you know you got to try and incorporate in uh, some of the the fa the canon that has been you know written up and you know that was a, a challenge and and melt, melt into what i'm doing but there's so much room in, in the setting in that in you know? that time then has has it always been continuous stories has it been like everything that has happened in one campaign has led has influenced another like everything or has there been like a reset spell plague kind of a no resets but we don't so my guys if and anyone knows who watches my guys are very transient right uh and I, we actually have an emote the tuna fish sandwich emote because i always say my guys don't even remember if they had a tuna fish sandwich for lunch that day <laughs> right when they come and play that evening <laughs> right so they're all they're all we're all older now and uh we all have you know, careers and jobs and uh, some of them you just want to play and that's that's cool yeah, yeah. but they get they get really they get bored so um we have, are you ready? Uh, we have 26 different adventuring groups. Con concurrent? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> different groups, not different yeah. people. 26, 26 different groups. And, are yes. there, and, and every yeah. one of those groups has different players in the groups? Characters, yes. Different oh, yeah. characters in the groups? 
Uh, Alan has 70 PCs. 70? Roughly. 70, yeah. <laughs> that includes, you know, night characters, retired characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. we have roughly 1,000 to 1,200, I never counted, PCs. Yeah. So these aren't all parties that, that are happening simultaneously. Like you're not running for those 26 different adventuring parties. Right, right, exactly. It's it's like uh, people. I never even heard this term until six months ago. West marches. It's kind right, of West yeah, yeah, marches yeah, yeah. style. Um, but uh, each adventuring group is named, and some of them are terrible names, yeah. by the way. Everyone. Guy's I love just, I like, love the, naming the, adventuring parties and, uh, and the Omega and forcing, Patrol. Oh my god! I love I love forcing my players to come up with a name for their party, and some of them just really drag yeah. their feet on it until eventually somebody asks them in game, "Hey, I need to put you to get you guys down as a name on this form," and then they're forced to just be like final finalize something. Uh, it's only <laughs> yeah yeah. And I've only forced one on them because uh, one group is run by and there's a class out of uh, the Dragon Magazine Roger Moore article the Jester. And I have a jester, and he his name's Theodore Craxis, and they couldn't come up with the name of the group, so he said he he logged it in the adventuring guild at Hall at Altamira. He said, "We're Theo's heroes." <laughs> there you go, and that's what the name ended up as. But the rest of them they've named, so it's like, uh, and um, it's like a TV show almost where and this happens in Walking Dead all the time, other shows where they go, but maybe oh that one happened two months ago in this, and so the timeline isn't like completely linear. Something may happen with this group a couple months ago. This may happen at this time, you yeah. know, all within the same year. Yeah, you know when I, we run them and we bounce around a lot. So you know I try and tell everyone ahead of time what group we're running, uh, my players and, and and the audience too. But uh, right. and there's higher level, lower level. Yeah, yeah. And how, there's, how do you in 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 running so many different groups and keeping a track of those stories and things and how how do you uh how do you accommodate if you if you put any thought into this at all for for people watching it on Twitch and just being like I'm completely new to this because it's hard enough to to start a campaign like halfway through that's one of the big problems with live play and so right. like oh I'm here's a story that's ongoing with characters I don't know but it'd be even harder for people who even have been watching your stuff for ages, and then you introduce, oh, this is another of these twenty-six adventures oh, groups that. It is. It is extremely. Do you I, I feel for the audience. Like we we do a lot of discussion on what happened the previous week, or what this group's about, or, or yeah. what's uh, what uh, what's going on. I try and uh, in detail. I try and talk about what um, is is about to happen when uh, beforehand in uh, on Facebook or in Discord. It's tough and. I'll say for our game, I don't want to say we're a theatrical presentation at all. Hmm. We are, I stream a game of me playing with my friends. Yeah, right. If that and makes if people, sense. If people want to tune in and see it, then they, they right. can. But you're and, not going to put and, accommodations onto, onto uh, being in that position. Right. Now, there's, there's RP. It's not in-depth, but there is RP. And there's storylines. There's politics. And there's intrigue. And there's backstabbing. And there's all that. Mm. But it's it's a tough follow. And I, I don't doubt that. But a lot of people tune in for the other you know uh, the visuals that we have yeah. and all the and all the other things uh but when we have our special groups there's ongoing stories there you know with uh with ed greenwood's group or yeah. the slav squat group you know and so you know yeah it, it, it's um, kind of them. yeah i mean i'm jumping around a lot just because there's so much sure. to talk about but hey that's why we've got two hours um <laughs> 
so you talked about the visuals there. That is one thing I wanted to ask you about because that is something that is very much your brand. I, I, I think of Lord Gazumba when I think when I think of the beautiful cinematics of the opening sequence and stuff that you, when you're sort of starting soon. You. Did you did you film all of your opening uh, your your cinematic shots over all of your amazing terrain and 3D minis and? So a lot of that's collaboration with our sponsors. Uh, I'm fortunate to have uh, six companies sponsoring mm. the, the channel. Um, Troller Games, Reaper Miniatures, Metro Building Authority, uh, Stratagem slash Wiz Dice, Gamescape 3D, and uh, Infinite Dimensions Games. The last two are 3D print companies. Right. And so a lot of it is, um, you know, uh, especially with Gamescape, it's collaboration of what of his stuff that we have printed out and Bill, uh, my buddy Bill, we call him Bill the Master Crafter, has has fabricated up and adorned and painted, and you know, so uh, of those entry screens, uh, you know, that's a lot of the stuff that we've done. Right. Uh, the Mitchell Building Authority one at the beginning, uh, we have almost all that terrain. That's that's all resin cast. It was our first uh, our first sponsor. I've known him since two thousand. Kirk's a real good guy, but it's some really neat stuff. And uh, so we've been playing this way for a long time. Yeah. How did it's you? Just... How did your? Uh, how did your involvement with those sponsors come about? Like, did you just meet them through conventions and things, and was like, "Hey, this is what I do," and they kind of gelled with your ideas? And... It's a great question, and uh, for anyone out there streaming, um, and Anna um, kind of knows this, and I've always said this: How do you like? You know, it, it, it's difficult. Twitch is it's extremely difficult. Hmm. You and I know that, and. Yeah. Uh, starting out how do you get someone to look at you for a sponsor and this simple way to do it you ask them yeah that's it i mean you have to not no is no big deal someone says yeah. no to you, it's not a big deal so uh um kirk was at uh first one i met at gen con uh my buddy marco was there i wasn't even there uh reaper uh, miniatures went hard at them um because uh, Reaper's such a great, great company. Mm. With, uh, yeah, with, uh, a lot of wonderful, a lot of amazing minis. Yeah, and then the others. Once the word got out, um, the three D print companies were pretty easy to capture because yeah. we had to do exactly what they're looking you, for. Yeah, you do. You, your entire yeah. thing is like, hey, look at this massive table that we play around with all of this incredible yeah. terrain, and which is, I suppose, the next topic I really want to talk about is is sure. wh how big is your basement? Like, how how do you, how, how where do you keep all that stuff? How do you <laughs> How do you store? How do you find storage space for all of that stuff that you have? You have just so much terrain. It's, it's ridiculous. It's uh, a little over. You've been accumulating that presumably since the beginning, forty-four years. Uh, so not two since two thousand. It really went hardcore. Right. Um, so back in the day, and this is there's nothing wrong with this play style. You get the mat with the dry erase markers, and you mark out all yeah. the, you know, that's that's the way we played. And half of our miniatures. You know, the Ral Parthas back in the day or the Grenadiers. We barely, you know, the monsters weren't even painted. We only painted the miniatures for the yeah. characters back in the day. So oh, yeah, we play, had a Playing with M&Ms or something. Playing with yeah, or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Four-sided dice always represented Sturges. Always, <laughs> right? Because you didn't have a Sturge mini. You know, you're never going to yeah. have that kind of stuff. Plus, so, they're, um, plus they're little bloodsuckers if you stand on them. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. So... So it it two thousands when it started when Mitchell Building Authority came up with the resin miniatures and D and D at that time started to come out with this plastic line of miniatures for monsters and they, so it became affordable because you know and you can get them in bulk because having one orc painted is not enough right mm, no you know you, ha you have to have like 
10, 20. Because when do they come? Like, I've, I've heard that before where, um, thankfully, because of my connection with Viva, um, WizKids, mm-hmm. uh, WizKids has sent me a bunch of uh, minis for free over the years. Awesome. Um, and, uh, and I'm always really excited. Um, but then every so often they'll send me one that's just like a single goblin. And I'm like, this is great. Thank you for sending me. I'm not. I'm not disparaging that at all. But also, when yeah, the hell am exactly. I going to use a single goblin? When does yeah, when, exactly? When is a single goblin going to attack them in a fight? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's something that like uh, when we started, I said, uh, and this is just terminology, silly, dumb terminology from us. We had what it was called the fishy box. I had a box of just lead, like and pewter miniatures yeah. that just sat. The, the arms are missing or whatever, yeah. and I'd throw them on a table with the uh, the characters and oh, there's ten orcs. Yeah, right? yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and they were they represented the same because back then we just didn't have this stuff until the plastic line came out of uh, of D and D measures. Then we started collecting them, and it's taken it's taken a good twenty some years for us to mm. really ramp up into this. And then we had the geohex, which you see on my table. We used that for BattleTech first, and we played BattleTech in uh, I and I stream a BattleTech game once to Blue Moon too. Uh, but we play BattleTech and use that for. And I'm like, why don't? Why can't I use this now for outdoor scenes in D and D? Then we got trees, and you, first thing you get the railroad trees, yeah. you know, HO scale, and then you get nicer stuff from that. And it took time to get down what we uh, um, have done, and then with Reaper and Dark Sword Minis and all the other companies with all the great stuff coming out, it just snowballed. Yeah. And that's when that's when I was like, I guess it's 2017. Two things happened, and uh, I don't know if we should go for the one. It's a little embarrassing uh, why I, st- I started streaming. But two things uh, started, and the one was I think in order to be on Twitch, you know, Robert, uh, you do this, you do this very, very well. Thank you. You got to differentiate yourself from everyone else, or right. you're just, you know, Otherwise you're uh, another, you, another voice. You have some fit. Yeah. yeah, you have some fantastic, in, uh, great ideas for content. It's wonderful. Um, so, I'm. Our goal was we're going to be the best visual tabletop hmm. D&D streamer there is. Right, that yeah. was the goal right off the bat. And it took, you know, it took to that time. 3D printing came out and got better and better and better. Um, and we, you know, and that that helped out a lot. All I'll say can't, is wait till you see the terrain for tomorrow's uh, fundraiser. It, uh, it can't be cheap. <laughs> 3D, 3D printing and all the minis and things. I imagine with the sponsors, that definitely helps with the reprinting and the 3D it, printing. It helps. I will say I have a large... Um, rider on my basement and you said how do i have the room for that so we moved into this house in 2013 i've been you know my wife is very um amenable to what i do i was gonna Uh, i was gonna that was the next question (laughs) how how does she feel about you taking over the entire basement well that's a good one uh so uh i've been married 26 years i've been playing D &D for 44 yeah she knew what she was getting into um (laughs) Yeah. Uh, whereas my, uh, whereas she, my partner and I have been together for coming up to 12 years, and uh, and and I've only been playing D and D for about five or six. So I I remember the day yeah. when I remember the day when I asked her like, "Hey, I'm, uh, I'm I've just set up a D and D game with this guy to see if it's any good. You can come and play if you like." And she laughed in my face, and she yeah. and she's maintained no she's maintained the same uh, attitude towards it, which is great because it means that my world is just everything is D and D right now. Like my world is D and D, but then I've got this other huge part of my world uh my partner lizzie who just is nothing to do with D, and so it keeps keeps me grounded keeps me connected to real Balance. life keeps me from being like just I agree. super D nerd 
Um, no, it's it's absolutely correct. You know, I have a, I have an 11 year old son, and he plays. Uh, we have our own group with the kids. We don't stream that. That's one thing we don't stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and and yeah, you have to have balance in your life. Yeah. So uh, we moved to this house in 2013. My wife has been very uh, amenable to it, and uh, we're looking for a new place. To, uh, I have some pictures of the old. I mean, it was a mess. The basement. It was mm-hmm. like one, one, one fifth the size of my basement now. Just junk everywhere. Flood. Like it would water would come in during heavy rainstorms. It was a mess. Yeah. I uh, so I walked. I walked down the steps. It run. Our the basement runs the entire length of the house. It has that big opening area where you mm-hmm, see the table mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I walked in. It was like. Oh, like, oh my gosh! This is the perfect. This is the perfect basement. Is it dry? So is I've, it dry? Oh my god, yes, it's dry. Carpeted <laughs> and you know just. So uh, my wife has the entire house. I have this room, <laughs> computer room, yeah, and the basement. That's it. Nice. So they're, they're my rooms. I mean, it works. It works for you. So you uh, yeah. you just you, you started immediately. You, once you had the room, you were like, "This is perfect. Let's let's uh, let's launch into having some, some minis and scenery and like." Is that is that we one of the, the reasons for the the idea for the for? We had the eight by eight table um, going back to t- I'm going to say 1995. I have two pieces of the phenolic board, like toilet partition board, half inch mm. core thick, uh, and um, you know I've had them for years. Two four by eights to make an eight by eight table with heavy duty ho- horses underneath that, um, and uh, so we've had that forever. Moved that there, it was perfect started ramping up more and more i just wanted to you know 2017 was when i started considering streaming which is late to the game when you think about it a lot yeah that's that's actually one of the other questions i wanted to ask as well like what what was the process of getting into streaming you've been (laughs) you've been playing for so long like what was the do you you, uh uh forgive me for not knowing but do you do this full time is this a is this a like your main thing No? no beloved hobby Right. Uh, I, I've been, a, and this is kind of in the U.S. especially. This is kind of uh, um, different. I've been at the same company 27 years. Right. So uh, yeah, it's been a long time. I have a good uh, outside you, sales. Everyone, it, it, hey Chuck Trollord, you guys, are you guys on now? You better be on. <laughs> so, Just like hanging out in our stream, not actually streaming it, themselves. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Um, good to see you, Chuck. Uh, well, he, yeah, Chuck is probably. Trollord. Yeah, Chuck is probably producing the game uh, as his uh, owner, Stephen Chenault, for the fundraiser, is probably running it currently. So Chuck is uh, is on here. Let me uh, let me just. Yeah. Yep, it's good to see them uh, them rocking and rolling. Uh, so 2017 comes around, and I start looking at Twitch, and I'm I'm like, you know what, we could do this. And I'm like, I didn't know where to start. I never, I didn't know what broadcast software was. None of that. I had no no idea at all. Um, but uh, something happened that kind of perturbed me and Anna knows and a lot of people know and you've probably seen it but um a tv a, a series of tv shows that come out was on youtube came out and it was about longest campaign ever right mm. and it was everyone knows <laughs> that if you call me if you call me robert wardall <laughs> i will go yeah i will i will freak out a little bit so uh, a gentleman from canada at the time longest campaign ever and it was like 37 years at yeah, the time I'm like, yeah, i got, yeah, I got yeah, this I... guy by two full years <laughs> at the time and uh, and so i'm like you know what that's it uh we're gonna get, we're gonna stream now we're gonna look into sh- sh- it, i know that's very pretentious <laughs> calling me out <laughs> yeah <laughs> Let's do exactly this. but did exactly. you have document did you have uh, documentation to prove it like uh yeah the logs because you had the logs yes the logs going back in the pictures and 
just all sort all sorts of stuff we have. I love that. I love that. I love that you got into Twitch streaming because of spite, because of a, because of a jealous need to protect uh, your own campaign. It, it is. It is absolutely title. true. And I, and I admit it. I admit it. That was the reason. Because I didn't know what I was getting into. And another thing. Uh, so the Greyhawk community is fantastic. I we were under in the shadows just in our group which mm. 90 95 percent of probably everyone is play in their own group and that's it for 38 years yeah i had not done anything with the community at all until i got involved in twitch and right. then uh, mostly brian blumklotz anna really got me involved in the community you know the discords the websites all the other bloggers and then that kind of is when things really you know started taking off and, yeah but and i had and has it taken off because of the Greyhawk community? Like everybody else who plays Greyhawk is like, hey, this guy's actually doing something that's not Forgotten Realms for once. Yeah, it's it's a mix. It's a mix of, um, and I think you need to, uh, uh, and Robert, you're extremely fantastic at this. You need to appeal beyond your community, hmm. right? So the Greyhawk community is limited because it's a bunch of old grog nerds. <laughs> It started that way, but the people that are like felt left out by Watsy because there's nothing going on with, yeah. with Greyhawk. And I said, we can't have this. And a lot of them said, we can't have this. We have to appeal to some younger players, mm. 5e players. I mean, I, everyone knows I play 1e, 2e to this day, and that's mm. okay. I don't, you know, whatever edition you play, it's great. You yeah. play Pathfinder, 4e, even it doesn't fun. matter. Yeah. Or, or, or an off game license like Castles and Crusades, Troller Games, one, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, it, it's immaterial, but we have to get out and get some blood out. So I've been networking for these last three and a half years, and that's uh, other communities. The crafting, see, we have a connection to the crafting community, which a lot of streamers don't because the painters, the people who are make, modeling yeah. 3D. Because because if you're if you're doing it online, yeah. there's so many online who are literally doing everything online, the minis and the terrain and everything, so they don't need that crafting um, element. Exactly. And when you think about it, most of the people are VTT players or Theater of the Mind players, which is great, but uh, they're not uh, terrain and mini players. So that's that's kind of a connection we have. Uh, we've also reached out and, uh, to a lot of uh, other people. Um, I mean, think about this. So the creator of Forgotten Realms plays in a Greyhawk game on my channel at Greenwood, <laughs> right? So uh, it's gotten to that point now where it's grown so that it's, you know, it's fun. It's it's yeah. just he's having a blast on it, uh, and um, I Ed's such a great person. And a lot of those, I reached out to the legends of the game, and the first one and uh, I reached out to was, and he's passed. He's been he passed about a year ago. It's Leonard Lakafka, and Leonard had done some wonderful things in the day, and he was really. And Anna will tell you he was very grumpy. We got involved. It took me nine months to get him on a on a talk show. <laughs> nine months and i got him on he was on for 45 minutes and hopped off and they came on another and then he just starts showing up right in the middle of shows <laughs> he should because we have a wednesday night and a sunday night talk show he would show up he'd be on for 30 minutes he wouldn't even say goodbye and he just he just come <laughs> off so i mean and that's how yeah it, 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 but that was the charm of len and that kind of opened the door to a lot of other of a big names like right. you know, luke guy luke guy gags jim yeah. ward yeah okay. you know eric mona I just just because uh, so without doxing yourself where whereabouts are you based uh i'm uh right outside philadelphia right uh, so uh, i'm an eagles fan sorry but uh, yes 
<laughs> Philly, Philly sports. I live in South Jersey, outside Philadelphia. Yeah, right. East Coast USA. Yep. So is it good, so is it good um, location for big names in D and don't know much about where. Like, is there a D and D community anywhere? <laughs> like, that's like more. Not anyone? here, no, right. no. <laughs> I, no. There, well, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, where Gary Gygax is yeah. from, yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, um, a lot of, uh, you know, everyone's all over the country and the world now, and that's the great thing. I mean, look at that. We're talking. We're on opposite sides of the planet right yeah. now. We're talking to it's, each other. Yeah, real time. Which, it's, which it's is, still, I'm just gonna leave my reading glasses it's on. Still, so it's, I can still, just... it's still bizarre to me that the world uh, technology is just like. Because yeah. I remember, I'm 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 uh, uh, not as experienced in life as you are, as one way to say it. But I, <laughs> but but I am old enough to to remember a time when I could only talk to my my uh, uncle in New Zealand, because obviously I'm from England originally. Uh, I, I was in England growing up and uh, could only talk to my uncle in New Zealand on the phone on a landline, and uh, and had to wait for a significant response before he, because there was a delay. You'd you'd say something, hey, how's it going, uh, Uncle Martin? And then it'd be, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How you? And you'd end up talking over each other so much. And (laughs) and that's, that's the technology we used to have. And then, you know, in in a couple of decades, we're, uh, we're we're talking in real time to anyone literally around the globe. Do I hear how old I am? I still have a landline. You still have a landline in this house. Yeah. What do you need that for? When was the last time you used that? Uh, it's the deal you get with our uh, our with internet provider internet, out yeah. here, cable. Yeah, yeah. So barely use it, but yeah. So you uh, you you've been playing since first edition. You played some AD and D when that came out. Did you like play through all of the editions and decide you didn't like them, or you were just like every time a new edition came out, you were just like that's for the young kids. It wasn't anything. It didn't have to do with um, the uh, the youngsters or like I was a grogner or anything. It had to do with. We were customizing 1E and then 2E right off the bat. So I had made – I don't play a pure 1E style. Hmm. I play a homebrewed 1E, yeah. 2E with a ton of custom rules. I mean, look, I, I got it right here. The main rule book right here. <laughs> uh, and here's my list of just base 1E classes that I have in my game. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So we have a lot of customized stuff from 1E, from 2E. Right. So if it's a 2 – if it's a, a – and uh, some 3E. I've taken feats from 3E and merged them into our proficiency system for 1E, 2E. Right, right, right. So, so you didn't look at the new editions oh, and go, I like this, I don't like that, I'll take this bit. No 4th or 5th, though. No 4th or 5th? You never played 4th no, or 5th? Never. I played 5th. I've never DM'd 5th. I've never played 4th. I never... Um, um, I've played in some fifth games. And is that just, I will play is that just because by the time they came out, you were just like, I've found my style and I'm happy with it? Yes, or, yeah. absolutely. And our style of 1E, 2E fits in very well with miniatures play. Right, right, right. One thing that, uh, and I've always said this, and I'm not bashing any edition because that's not what uh, it's about, just how the style goes. With miniatures and having, say you have 20 orcs on the field and you have your group of eight adventurers, and imagine doing individual initiative. I I had Could, yeah with I, miniatures. I had a very large fight recently that's going to be coming up in the uh, Viva Viva um, episode soon, and there were just too many things on the battlefield. And after their session, I just felt crap. I felt like, man, that's the worst session I've run yet for the Viva guys because I just had such an enormous fight, and it was all initiative for everybody and. I just felt like I didn't handle it right, and uh, it's just so difficult to, to, to handle big-scale combat in 5th edition. 
So it's a learning experience, but yeah. you can adjust. So I use group initiative. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I try, six group I try and do the same thing. And even, even then, it yeah. was still like it wasn't enough. Well, the, the problem with miniatures in fifth, and this is just fifth, and it could be some others, the, the, the theory of moving, attacking, and moving again does not work with miniatures because everything is si kind of simultaneous in yeah. a miniatures game. Yeah. Uh, and not in fifth edition, it's not. And that's the problem with you got too much. It's almost impossible to keep track of. Yeah. So when, when we do group initiative, I do it from a point of closest or furthest away, depending on the situation of the miniatures inward or outward. Right, and it right, works. Right. It, but, you know, it's just. And that, so 1E2, he fits that play style very well. Excellent. And uh, I'd yeah. definitely be um, keen to try it one day. I've never actually had the opportunity to play in any of the earlier editions, but it's it's things like that that I'm like, oh, I'd love to I'd love to uh, get that experience at some point because as as you've mentioned, 5th edition is not good for those things and it's things like that that I've picked up on in the time playing that I'm going in fact, I I wrote a, a skit about it for a, a, a sort of comedy skit video series called D&D Logic. Um, taking the piss out of like the the, the disparity between real world logic and D and D logic, and oh, one of the yeah. things was like turn based combat of, of like everything's happening simultaneously, so so to speak, yeah. but it's not because it's yeah. initiative order, and so things that happen yeah. on your turn does affect the thing that's happened on the on the next guy's turn, even though it's happening simultaneously. Um, it's tough. Yeah, it's so tough. It's, so it's a real pain when you're like charging into battle, but one of you can charge in and be left on their own, and then the bad guy has their turn, and then another person charges into, and it's like, oh, but that guy's my paladin, and when I'm next to him, I get his aura of protection or whatever. So right. Why, so why can't yeah. we charge in together, and and I can be protected by him the whole time? And in my game, you can. And yeah. so uh, what what happens is, um, uh, by the way, so uh, um, the fancy unicorn is is is. is pushing me here Let, let's just say that uh, let's she does that very well uh, thank you fancy <laughs> uh the slav squat squad i and i said that i said that without slurring it um <laughs> it's, it's all it's an old lady cast except for one person josh um has uh, after our our dm's round table asked if robert would be interested in a uh, guest uh, playing in the next time we have them together so there you well, go well there you go i'm definitely keen so Yes, that'll be so. We'll get Robert in an old school one e two e. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I'll be I'll be a new player for once. New to the, new to the system and everything. No problem. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely be, keen. It, let's uh, let's make it, that happen. I'm uh, moving house in a week, and then after I'm settled, I'll be I'll be open to all and sorts it's, of things. We got it'll be an earliest third weekend of March, so we got plenty of time. We got a wonderful, yeah. wonderful time yes. for that. Thaco time for me, yeah. Yeah, but you don't need to calculate. I calculate it. <laughs> Sweet. So it's it's not a problem. It, it, Thaco is is not as difficult as you think it is. Everyone, it's just that uh, <laughs> the other system works better, hmm. but. I, I, out of principle, I just won't change. As long as you, as long as you understand how it is and you're uh, used to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but the D and D has evolved, and Five E is wonderful for theater of the mind and VTT play. Mm. It is. It works very well with yeah. those. It does not work well in a wargaming miniature style. And that's, and that's, that's one of the problems yeah. with it, I think, is because yeah. it's evolved over the years from what it was. Like, D&D it, it, started yep. as a war game and a miniatures yep. game. And it was yep. it was heavily inspired by, what was it, uh, Chain Chainmail? Chainmail, um, Yeah, yep. and, and, and all those things that are like tabletop wargaming miniatures, like pushing big battles and things. And, and then it's... It's a reprint. Uh, and then they've said... There we go, look. And then they've said that the... Um, 
the oh, no, three pillars of D and D: combat, exploration, and social. But like combat is like a big load-bearing pillar, and the other two are tiny little pillars that are ornamental on the sides. And 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 over the years, it's evolved to try and get away from combat without like starting again from scratch with a completely new. Uh, and so it's still like partially a, uh, it's mostly role playing, but it's partially like a miniatures game. And so when you roll initiative, suddenly the style of the game changes, and you're now a miniatures game again. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's and and it's gotten to the point now where it's so easy for anyone to get into it, which is great. I mean, you don't need anything to play, which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, in a theater of the mind game, um, and uh, and I don't understand why there's uh, you know resentment out there from. <laughs> Play, it's great that there are more people playing you know yeah. it's wonderful uh but you know it's our our style has evolved and uh and someone else's style is different like i said no two dms are alike which is which is wonderful yeah. about it um and, right and it's very exciting very exciting uh what's going on in the in the community um all of them so, 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 so tell me about why Greyhawk. Like, was that just the one that you started with and you fell in love with it, or did you try a few different like um, settings? Great, and... great question. We have ported into a couple uh, just uh, as test runs and uh, um, during the years. So, Greyhawk was the first one. Loved the heraldry, loved the setting, loved the openness of the setting, loved the map. Everyone knows Darlene map, right? The, the original Darlene Greyhawk map is what everyone falls in love with. And Anna is taking it to a new level with yeah, all the level of detail, location. Is. So we're this Check afternoon. Uh, Anna in the chat, okay. everybody. Uh, you yeah. can. Uh, she's a fantastic map maker. Um, yeah. If you haven't checked out the the discussion where I was on Lord Zumba's channel, to, uh, roundtable D and D thing. Yeah, um, there's Anna. Yeah, Anna's in the chat. I was about to hit. I was about to hit my shout out on my stream. I'm just the host. I'm like, oops. So uh, that's so funny. But uh, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought there. I'm so sorry. So you were talking about the map uh, of uh, yeah, Greyhawk. And, and loving Greyhawk, and so we kind of tested a couple. We did a one or two Dragonlance adventures where a portal opened, and man, it just it was it couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Railroad could just couldn't. Right. Uh, Ravenloft, we've jumped in there. You know, Ravenloft originally wasn't its own setting; it was its own adventure. Right. You know, the yeah. original Ravenloft and Ravenloft Two before it became its own setting, and then there's a lot of Dragon Ma uh, Dungeon Magazine uh, adventures that were Raven that are like Ravenloft, you know, portaled into. So we've run some other things, but I've never I've stayed in Greyhawk my whole time. I am blessed, though, my buddy Tim, and everyone knows the ever or heard of the ever mysterious Tim. The one who did that uh, tongue cutting uh, uh, video we showed you, uh, Robert, at the end there, uh, um, you know, uh, the crazy guy there. There he is, the Tim head. He he tongue runs cutting? a cutting. Remind you're gonna have to remind me. Yeah, remember cutting. remember the picture of him, uh, the mongrel vid that we showed after the after oh, the stream. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, ripping the tongue out. Yeah. yeah so hmm. yeah, a little a little off there, Tim is. Uh, but <laughs> Tim D Tim DMs a city state of the eventual overlord campaign, which is even older than Greyhawk. It's from Judges Guild. Hmm. back in the 70s and i have two characters in that and i get to play that like once every six months so that's my change up is uh playing in tim's game is that is and that about is that about how often you play at all like not dming is that often you're a player just oh, yeah. every few months every yeah, i'd say once to twice a year <laughs> wow. i just don't have time i don't have time <laughs> do you, it's do just... you, you you genuinely get enjoyment from dming though right like that's it's not like I, you I feel begrudging yeah I saw something the other day on Twitter that was like, if you if you could only DM or only play, uh, which would you prefer? And I and I, I'd prefer DM. to DM. Yeah, I'd prefer to DM, DM. than play uh, if I if I couldn't do either. I really enjoy 
Um, I really enjoy playing, but uh, I definitely, um, I definitely uh, prefer DMing. There's something about being in control of the story, maybe because I'm a control freak or something. But I, I, I like having the secrets from the players that the players eventually find out, and that moment, seeing that moment on their faces of like <gasps> when they put things together, oh. and yeah, all sorts of cool things like that. You should, um, it, yeah, you should definitely come and uh, come and play with me one time. I'll, I'll run a, run a one shot for you or something. I promise to do that. Excellent. How's that? I promise to do that. Uh, I know we're both uh, completely swamped. swamped. We will we'll make we'll that get, happen. We'll make it happen. Yeah. We will make that happen. That would be wonderful. So uh, here's how old I am. <laughs> I never heard of the three pillars of D and D before. Oh, I really? mean, it's, 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 it a couple weeks ago. I never. Uh, I did. I don't know what challenge rating is. Never used it. Right? <laughs> Because there's no such thing in, in the I, old I don't know school. what it is either. I don't. It's a useful tool that is heavily yeah. flawed. <laughs> it's like a it's like a broken broken handled hammer that you like. You, well, you don't have any other hammer, so you're going to keep using it. But uh, it's 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 not the best. Uh, but it's, oh, the... it's better than anything else we got. There's a lot of like, and I did not know. And Darling's on. She plays in the Slav Squad squad. There you go. And she said, oh, "You're not ready for my mind games." Yeah, Darling Creep Show. Uh, uh, so, um, and she, uh, so uh, she uh, is. Uh, her group is is a lot of fun. And uh, uh, as far as um, the excitement level of 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 bringing in a new new player, um, I was so excited when they all decided. They said, mm-hmm. "Hey, let's get this group together." And so not, Darling's friend, Little Bones, if you know Little Bones 309, she streams as well. And she, she says, my character slob squats. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and I'm like, I've never heard that term before. And they started laughing at me. And that's how the, the, the group name became. Because, you know, I, I did not know what that was. I, I'm showing I, I'm, I'm an I'm, old. I'm with you, though. I don't know what that is. What's, what's <laughs> okay. slob squats? Yeah. So uh, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a, it's like a pose. Yeah, it's like a it's like a pose, and you you know the guys with the Adidas track shirts on or whatever, and they're uh, posing. Okay. And I had never heard of it, so yeah. But that's that's how the name came up. So uh, I see. with that, but I, I'm, I just I'm, thought I just thought it was a squad of Slavic people, a Slav squad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's the pose they do. So uh, okay. Uh, yeah, very, uh, yeah. All right, so I don't feel that you're old. Not, you're now, not. So you're not that old. Don't worry know. about it. <laughs> yeah, Slav, but there's a. Is it a Slav? Yeah. It's basically a squat you can actually sit in. It's a, it's a deep squat. Ah, so it's a slab squat. Is it? Is that what it is? And then <laughs> Anna, like Anna made up heraldry for him with the guy on the <laughs> nice. on the shield. So yeah, so it's really cool. Is the guy heraldry. in the shield squatting? Yeah, like in the, absolutely. In the nice. Yeah. So, um, it's, so, it's, so talking about your players, as you've been playing yeah. for forty-four years, have have any of your players yeah. been doing the same like with you the whole time? Like any other? My buddy Al in 1978. Yeah. Tim, Tim Walt, 1980. That's incredible. Tim Walt, 1980. Uh, Marco, who hasn't played in a little while because um, uh, he lives in Ohio now, 83. Tom, 86. Um, uh, and then lastly, the the rookie, Builder Master Crafter, 92. So they've just been right from the very beginning. That's incredible. Yeah. That's the dream. Like I've, I've, got a, I've got a home game that's been running for about five and a half years. And I constantly daydream about how I was like, man, I hope we're still playing together in 10, 20, 40 years. Like it's, it's, 
they're such fun to play with and the the story that we're telling together is so amazing and even if they've moved on from their characters and we've started a new world or whatever i just hope that we're, we get the chance to play together and then one of them moved to japan and i was like oh great uh well let's see if this plays out that we can still play together over uh, online or whatever and yeah I, I, like tomorrow night you'll see this during the fundraiser if you watch i have my guys at the table plus i have pit players zoomed in at the same time mm. which uh during when covid came you know that was a real issue we had never yeah. played we we usually had one person maybe rotating in if they were sick and they wanted to play still I and mean, we used to use facetime for god's sake <laughs> you yeah. know on a freaking ipad and move the yeah. ipad around <laughs> yeah better oh my gosh before zoom before uh, skype is really a memory hog and skype it was just yeah it just did not work with uh with XSplit especially it just uh, i crashed crashed all the time but when zoom came out i finally had something i could utilize that worked a little better for us but um you know playing uh, remotely or together here it's it, it, it it's it's no different for me now uh the, in our style now i may have to move everything on the table <laughs> if i'm a full remote around. game but that's okay you know and, and i don't like walking all the way around the other side of the table so i try and bring it on what's your um, what's your what's your setup with cameras and things because you've got a lot of different angles always with yeah. the with, with the tables and everything uh three three cameras running i got uh the one up close brio the 4k one and mm -hmm. that one that one if you get too close it it, it happened last night it was kept on uh auto adjusting right, yeah, and then and then two um 922x's all logitechs yeah. so i have three cameras going and then i usually have a couple scrollers running with uh, um i've been using portrait workshop or if i have artwork done the artwork will go in there showing the character scrolling through right. when i have a, a full remote crew i don't have room for it so i just have the picture of the character with the name i don't have like you know the, their their class and stuff They're, you know you have to uh, condense that down but and yeah, when you so, first uh, when you cameras. did that sort of evolve over time that setup did you did you just start out like hey i've got the equipment let's do it oh started with two cameras for about two weeks and i was like you know we can do three i had a widescreen yeah i have the widescreen camera showing me and i can't you know what i can't show the entire table of my plane no. a lot it's just you need too, a fisheye lens one... you need one of those 360 degree <laughs> spherical exactly. cameras to show your table the number one problem though was this was mics right the mic yeah, was yeah. the issue uh and i finally found one that works really well it's a jtalk labs that works great. These uh, the Samsung here just uh, wasn't cutting it, and it was uh, cutting it out because right. I need you know I need for it to pick up all of our voices all around the table as we're moving, yeah. but not what's going on outside. You know, and yes. that, I finally yeah. found that one. Yeah, tricky, tricky. Uh, it was. <laughs> you need to find that. It took a while because we're not we're never sitting down. All you know, people are always moving, doing stuff, and it's kind of got that war game feel to it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, that was a challenge. Uh, me, me, me talking about my um, my ongoing uh, game with the players uh, that I hope I'm still playing with in 40 years has brought one of them out of the woodwork. She was yeah, obviously was... lurking. FBGX there in the chat. Uh, is, oh, cool! Is, is one of my long-term players. Um, yeah. So uh, it's still talking about players. Then you said you've got 26 yeah. different adventuring groups. How many different players are actually playing across the games that you run? So the main the main group uh, is normally the four base players um, that were uh, Walt wasn't there last night because he had a family emergency and we another thing we do uniquely is we play two characters in most instances. Right. Two, I, uh, everybody's got so two the, characters running. Everybody's some, got two right. running in the group and the groups are uh, we have what's called uh, another bizarre thing we do. We pull and I, I West March is type. 
Uh, a lot of groups have you have three or four the adventuring party that you can choose from those characters based on what you think you need. So like um, in our Nor um, what would be the group our Norwell Headhunters group out of uh, out of the free, out of the city of Norwell they'll actually have four characters they'll be able to choose from two of those. So right. they have multiple. So their group, their group is like twice to four times the size, and yeah, yep, they're all yep. just like controlling a couple of people in that group. Absolutely, That's a really now, unique way of doing it. I've never seen it that is. before. It's, well, if a character gets killed, I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, true. Or maimed or whatever, or they still, they're still playing. Exactly. And also, so do people uh, tend to be like, I've got two tanks, or do people in your experience tend to be like, I've got a sneaky guy and a and a whatever. mix it up. Yeah, my guys mix it up, it up something fierce. Uh, you know, normally you'll see. Uh, and they, they try and they they it takes like about nine months for us to start a new group we're already it already uh, it's an addendum group we're going to do next and it probably won't hit until i don't know july august september yeah um uh, of and, and they're already laying out what the character classes races backgrounds are going to be now because bill's got to paint an individual unique miniature for every character right <laughs> yeah so which he does. I mean, that's why he's a master crafter, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, he, as, as I always say, he's chained in my basement right now. <laughs> Actually, he's not. He's doing things, but he's does. I don't. I am not artistic. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, that's not my. I've thing, got a. But he um, does I've, 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 I've got my own uh, version of that. There's a fellow, a good friend of mine, Spidey NZ, who's an animator full time, but also does incredible Beautiful. paint jobs on minis. That's awesome. This one's not really focusing. This is a uh, Hero Forge mini that I made of a, a swamp hag. And he painted it up, and I did awesome. a, a, a jester that he painted up, and like it came, it came printed without the um, without any of the patterns on it. But he's hand painted all of those uh, uh, diamonds and stripes and stuff. And... Wonderful cre uh, creativity. Yeah, it is. And you need to have incredible. that. Shout out to Spidey Meta Oh, look at that question. Is metagaming considering a bad thing in your games? Um, did if do you do you know what G DM's crushing fist is? No, that's an old school term where you just you know the DM. All oh, right, <laughs> right? Yeah, style exactly. So some of my guys me. bluntly have a habit of over their stats are a little too high to start, and I will work wean that down a bit. So, uh, but they, they, it's nowhere near like, and I'm not once again I'm not bashing it. The Living Greyhawk Third Edition era, where metagaming you had to do metagame to survive, running in that Living Greyhawk era where where you know. 40 armor class monsters are running, you know, just nutty stuff, right? Right, crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, so, uh, yeah. getting God, same difference, getting Godsmack, God same thing, same thing, you know, uh, yeah. So, that uh, I don't like it, and we've gotten to the point where, um, I does anyone know what the spell Morning Cadence Disjunction is? It, it's an old spell, no. I don't even know if it exists in, uh, nowadays. No, it's a ninth level spell. All right, so in, uh, it's a ninth level spell, and uh, Mordenkainz's disjunction goes off. Uh, however, it's set off. Anything within like a hundred feet or whatever, you roll into the spell magic table. It's permanently demagicked. Oh wow! Jeez. Everything, every magic item. So I had that happen. To oh a wow! Weeks ago. Yeah, that's brutal. That's, that's the that's <laughs> the brutal of early editions. There's nothing that brutal. And, like everything in fifth edition is to to its detriment, in my opinion. It's a little bit too much in this other direction, where everything has yeah. a chance to save against it, and then maybe another chance to save against it on the next turn. And there's no like save or suck spells, and it's like uh, there's nothing that just like oh, all your magic items are gone. <laughs> What if that works against artifacts? Yes, it does, Alex. And take what is it? We can work against artifacts. Absolutely, it's not double spell. Yeah, but it, there's a lower percent. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but 
so getting on that um there are like there are things that if you fail your saving throw you you die yeah in old school yeah like a, it disintegrate you just got you disintegrate yeah there's a, there's a couple of things that are close to that now that are high level spells that are like uh, yeah okay if you fail you'll die uh, and things that do just an obscene amount of damage where if you take that damage you'll die because of how death works in 5th edition and stuff so so there are a couple things but there's nothing that's like there's very very few things very rare is it that you'll come across a feature that's just like hey this one thing has one chance to succeed or fail and if you fail you're, de you're dead and you have to roll new a large spider with one hit die in first edition, even though the, the poison bites plus two, if you mm. fail it, you're dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, it, it, it's up to you and me as a DM. Yeah. To not overdo, you know, to not overdo to, that. To, to, you know, know? to know that you're not punishing players yeah. for just being, being in the wrong place. Plus, uh, if you've watched my games, we have a hero point system where the audience participates and gives them what's called special hero points, right, which right, affect... Right. They can add to the roll after it's made. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of get-out-of-jail-free. That's part of the fun of Twitch is having the interaction with the audience. You yeah, know? And so, yeah. I mean, uh, that's you know, that's what I've always said. Like, why have a Twitch stream where you're not going to interact? Which is ironic that yeah. I'm saying that during a short rest, which is notoriously my least interactive stream. <laughs> so sorry to the chat that I don't interact as much in a short rest, but I've just got such a, uh, a okay. wealth of, wealth I, I, of knowledge. I'm, I'm looking here, too. Um, uh, Ladaim does pull me up on saying the anti-magic zone in 5th edition does take down lots of magic items, but it doesn't permanently dispel those magic items. It suppresses them so, so okay. anti-magic in D, D does suppress magic items in an area it specifically does not suppress artifacts or legendary items it says in the uh, in the yeah. description um but anything of, of very rare or rare or, or more common um it gets suppressed until you're out of the field and then it turns back on again so it's it we don't very have anything cool. that's quite as like oh my god my magic items that i've quested for this whole time have just gone and now they're now it's a mundane sword forevermore another thing uh like <clears throat> Now they weren't; they're underpowered, and I had to soup them up. Like dragons, and you know, this whole this whole fundraiser there be there will be dragons. Will be dragons. Like for example, if, if you have an ancient red dragon, its breath weapon is like five to eight or whatever. Its breath weapon, if you fail your save, will do eighty-eight points of damage. <laughs> okay, and if you make, you take 44, 44. Yeah, forty-four points. So I mean, that's just catastrophic stuff back in the old old school, which yeah. is fun. Which which is <laughs> which is kind of what. This, that's what I kind of mean by 5th um, yeah. edition feeling a little bit too babyfied a little bit uh, in times because I, I put my characters up against the Red Dragon uh, relatively recently in one of my home games and it was a monk, FBGX, if she's still in the chat. She uh, she started crawling forwards, and they'd and they'd they'd failed some stealth saves or something as they were entering his cavern. So he knew that they were coming. He could sense they were there, and so he was hiding essentially above the doorway to his treasure room. And so that when she walked in, <laughs> boom, he drops down behind her, isolating her from the rest of the group, and then point blank uses his breath weapon in her face, which Ugh. in any sort of in any sort of fantasy story means that that character's dead now. But uh, right. but for her, uh, because Dodge. she's a monk. She She's got evasion and a really high dexterity. So she dodges out of the way. She makes her save. And, and with evasion in 5th edition, it's a feature that says if you make your save, instead of taking half damage, you take no damage. And so she just point blank dodges out of the way of this entire fire breath weapon of this dragon, which is in itself, it does lead to an epic hero moment. And 5th edition is kind of focused on like individual heroes telling a story throughout their whole lives, I guess, like feeling like 
this hero right. is unstoppable, which is why it's harder to kill them and things in 5th edition, I guess. But she dodges and tucks and rolls underneath this dragon and gets out of there and gets back up with her friends and stuff and just negates this whole, like initial damage um but at times it can feel like oh man i i wanted that i wanted like the cool epic start to the fight to be like oh god i'm on half hit points already because of that fire <laughs> so here's something you cool may not die. know from that story robert but at ninth level in one e a monk can dodge for do the same thing oh yeah no damage yeah so it did exist back then okay. where there was some but there weren't many monks being played back then because they weren't that because i really hated monks back then yeah, yeah. Everybody, hate, everybody over... tends to hate monks today, not as much yeah. as rangers, but everybody Monk... dis disses on monks, which I don't understand because they're my favorite class. Yeah. I, I love monks. Monk. Uh, mo we have monks. We have uh, we have all sorts of crazy classes uh, out there. You know, like I said, I have a jester class. Yeah, I got all <laughs> sorts of things. Yeah, some really fun stuff too. But... So there's a lot more that I want to chat with, and uh, and we're already over sure. half time, so I'll, I'll, I better uh, move us on from this. Um, so. Your D and D, how it's not your full time job. So, how much time a week do you actually spend working on it and thinking about it and streaming it? And oh, it's it's got to be forty hours a week. Yeah, so it is a full time job. It's just not your full time job. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, it is uh, it is a, a beloved passion. But yeah, once again, you know, balance. You know, spending time with my son, spending time with my wife, spending time with friends. You have to. Um, I stream three and a half times a week and i say that half because we have special events and that tends to be well yeah. that that week we'll do four or whatever uh i'm at my limit if i were to go four to five a week constantly i'd be i'd be thrown out of the house right it's just it's, no literally i mean it's just it's, I, yeah, definitely you, so much you gotta yeah. I, I um there's a youtuber called cgp gray nothing to do with D, &D but uh, he's, a, he's a fellow that makes good videos that i used to listen to um and uh and he, he once talked about how everything's like a connected like a connected um uh, electronics board and there's like four or five uh, light bulbs attached to it and one's called family and one's called social and one's called work or whatever and he says there's only a certain amount of power we can give to that board at any at any one point oh, yeah. and if you need to turn Good up point. work because there's a deadline coming up or whatever it means that the others are going to dim uh, by necessity no, I... and and then, and right. then and then if you leave one of them off for too long, they won't turn back on again. So, like, if you neglect your family, they'll they'll leave, or they'll you know it won't be you won't have a good relationship with them anymore and stuff. So he he says it's always for him. He, he visualizes it in that way. And ever since I saw him uh, use heard him use that sort of analogy, I've thought about things in the same way that like from time to time you need to just t turn work work off just temporarily to to put some light back into this light bulb over here instead. And you have to have that in your life with whatever you do, yeah. whether it's, uh, you know, the Zen thing or, or, you know, just taking time for yourself, relaxing. Excuse me. I'm, I got like a little bit of a allergy tickle cough here. That's okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, fancy unicorn just asked, do you have people who help me only for the crafting part? Only bill. Um, no. no, no, no behind the scenes help. No, uh, assistance, yeah, no. No mods. I mean, the mods are there for the stream, and the mods yeah. are there. I don't. I don't have a Discord. I use the other uh, other uh, kind of fire, and we have a con Discord. Oh. Excuse me. Got to got to roll a const Constitution saving throw. Or a, uh, <laughs> uh, what did they call it in earlier editions? Reflex, reflex, uh, will and petrification dodge. Petrification dodge. Petrification dodge. That save. was what we yeah dodge save yeah back then. Um, monks would make a save. I guess a roll for petrification. 
right. Dodgers back in old school. Yeah. So they they, they would dodge that. everything. There wasn't like just a tanking it kind uh, of damage. If you got poison poison and stuff, that would still just be reflexing dodging. Um. So you know, a gaze or a poison, they couldn't dodge that. Fortitude. Area spells. Is there a fortitude yeah. or was that a later thing as well? Poison save. It was a poison save. Poison saves. Yeah. So let me. See. I'm gonna show you. Oh crap! So, for example, if you go on the saving throw table right here, here, this is MJ's character, Dellen, of uh, one of them. Um, there, right. That's so you got like, saves against poison. poison, paralyzation, death magic, death magic specifically, petrification. So many yeah. different things to stay, save from individually. Yeah. Save from breath enough. weapon is a specific thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It wow. is. What if the breath weapon's poison? Do you not have poison dragons? You have to. Um, well, uh, for like for example, um, a green dragon breathes um, chlorine gas. Mm. It's still breath weapon. Right. So you use um, breath weapon rather than poison. Yeah. Right. You use breath weapons, for example, if it's um, a gorgon, right? Yeah. A gorgon that breathes. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It just there's a lot of things. <laughs> Some things are wands. If it's a spell effect, it's just yeah. Back in the day, it was just anything goes, right? Because it wasn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't uh, set to the point where everything was etched in stone like it is in fifth edition now. Yeah, so, sure. maybe those players played are your games more combat? Yes, uh, Lodane, they are more combat focused. But um, like I said, uh, it's not it's not as theatrical as other streams, which is okay because I'm streaming playing with my friends, mm -hmm. and that's how yeah. we that's the style we play, and that's yeah. okay. Playing yeah, playing high because so. that's that's the thing. Like you, if you're not worried about pandering to an audience then the audience will find the the audience that likes the style that you use naturally will come and find you exactly but but note this i think that i have some of the best greyhawk stories and lore and mm. links of works of people in the past and i appreciate what they've done and i incorporate those stories and what the work they've done into my game yeah. always respecting the past and a lot of that will be like for example tomorrow night i'm gonna have um i'm gonna have some stuff from an article i'll give you an example here so by the way i uh, i probably have 30 of these no everything here's all my writings right it's all in notebooks <laughs> and that's a lot i'm old i'm old man you don't keep anything online anything that no OneNote no microsoft word so here's an this is written by gary julian and uh, and rick miller treasures of greyhawk this is uh -huh. from dragon 359 uh, the Last Dragon published, and there's a here's Merlin's a deity Greyhawk, and Merlin looks like the man with no name, Clint Eastwood, right? That's exactly okay, yeah. who he is, basically. And there's his hat, Merlin's <laughs> hat. It's just a magic item. Well, they've already they saw that Thursday night. Someone's wearing it, nice. and it'll be yeah. So uh, that the, but that's the kind of stuff that pay homage to those that have come before you and those who have written and done things that are very important to the community. Yeah, and that's a great thing about yeah, and that's the difference between it. You know, I'm not a homebrew DM, but I homebrew in Greyhawk. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you use a setting that exists and uh, and stories that exist, but then homebrew within that to make it your own, to file off file off the edges that you don't like and what have you. That makes that it's, makes sense. It's um, it's less like anything else. You have to um, uh, your game balance and uh behind the climber just asked something about balance uh, is a rule of thumb for scaling encounters to player levels and the answer is yes and no 
a good DM will constantly rebalance his game over and over and over as you're going, no matter what edition yeah. you're playing. You have to, because if you're if the if the combats are too easy or the combats are becoming too difficult, or it's a class that's overpowered, it's like a patch in World of Warcraft or whatever game, right? You we gotta make an adjustment of some sort. It's an, and that it's happens a, all the yeah, time. It's, it's yeah, in a, it's in it's in a um, if you were to balance anything like in the real terms, like if you're balancing something, you don't just stand it and balance it. You've got to be dynamically balancing it as you go. It's starting to fall. Things are things are happening, and so you're rebalancing it as you're balancing it. That's literally what I, I, balance means. You're balancing it um, as it's falling. You're getting underneath it, and it's the same with DMing. You you're getting underneath it as it's as it's starting to fall. You're, not, you're recognizing the direction it's falling and how fast it's falling. You might, you might just like with balancing acts, you might let it fall a little further and oh, and then you catch it. But you're always balancing it dynamically. And if I you're not DM making changes, anyway. if you're not making changes to your game, and I'm not saying every every session, but if you're not making looking and and reevaluating yourself and making a you know little tweaks here and there, you should be because. I guarantee you, <laughs> I guarantee you that there's always going to be something that you can improve on. Yeah. I mean, to, I, I always am I'm looking to improve what I do. And this is always. not just applying to combat either. Like, it's just yeah. applying to, like, you should be focused on your players and think and realizing, man, they're really bored today because I'm not engaging them or are they are they really burned out because they've had a lot of stuff on in their regular life and they've just come here to yeah. chill out and they just want to turn off their brain today, clearly. Uh, I'll just throw I'll throw a random encounter at them and they can just slay some orcs. It's fine. Like you got to be aware of those things and tuning into it, and and uh, and and you don't have to, you don't have to be worried about just flat out asking them as well. Like, hey, are you are we feeling this today? Like, do you want to just do an encounter, like a fight or something? It's fine. You have tran uh, it's called transit mode. Mm. Everyone's in transit mode. I always say that you guys are in transit mode tonight. Yeah, and, and that happens. Now it happens almost rare rarely when i have special a special guest game right you know because, because they're coming like, and they're, it's, it's oh. something that's that's spiced it up and it's changed it and people are feeling excited about it and... yeah they have made me better as a dm because mm. i i have to be on my toes a lot of them don't know about the system so i kind of know all the characters and know like little nuances that they can do and stuff and that really helped me plus i love dming for other people besides <laughs> outside of my group of friends which yeah. i've been doing for 40 years you know yeah, it's yeah. like oh my gosh yeah, so uh, yeah, it's cool. I'll, um, I I look forward to finding myself in uh, in and around uh, oh, Philly Philly one day, and then I'll come and uh, come yeah, and absolutely. The base. I've had Anna's been in the basement, a couple other people, and not in a weird, creepy way. Everyone, okay? So the basement's you know, be <laughs> come, fun thing. Come and play with me in my basement. Yeah. Or play in my dungeon. Um. So back to talking about Twitch for a second. Please. What was your so uh, w you and I are in a unique position as Twitch partners who do D and D content creation. I I say unique because I literally can't think of more than ten or so people that do it. Like I I was I was looking last night um, on like Twitch data sites and stuff, looking for people who do predominantly D and D content, not like variety streamers who also do D and D. But people who do D and D content as their main thing and and have achieved partner in in Twitch and there's about ten. Obviously, there's Critical Role. There's the main D and D channel. There's D and D Beyond. Uh, Matt Coval's a big one, yeah. Yeah, Matt yeah. Coval's big one. Uh, Penny Arcade, High Rollers, um, and Maze Arcana. Table and Story's big. Table Story. Table Story's a big one. Oh yes, no, I do know Table Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're big. Yeah. So 
it's 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 a handful and and so you're actually the first uh, partner that i've had on a short rest um at, well with the exception Thank of you. adam and ben but they're not D streamers they're uh, viva the dirt league streamers obviously um so yeah, it's it, it's a unique position. So tell me about your path to partner and and what it has wow. changed changed for your stream uh, since you began became partner. Oh, thanks so for the raid, start... Penny. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for the Penny wagon chaser. Very very cool. Today Great we to are uh, for anyone in, who's joining us from Penny's uh, raid. Thank you for thank you along. I'm Robert Hartley. I'm a professional dungeon master full time. Uh, and joining me today on this short rest is Lord Gazumba, another uh, another professional dungeon master, though not full time. Over on uh, over on Lord Gazumba's channel, another fellow uh, fellow Twitch partner, D and D content creator. So I um, this is an interesting story. We started off May June 2018 no clue what i'm doing mm. nothing i have no idea i at least kicked the cord out multiple i mean like we have yeah it's just all over uh, I, and by the way i still do this to this day my uh my alienware uh, desktop here not my monitor and a lot of my accessories i haul down two flights of stairs down to my basement when i stream down there. <laughs> oh god okay oh, i still do it and i yeah because you know <laughs> wow i have two because i'm streaming up here my um Router's there. There's got to be thinking, a better way. <laughs> dude, there's not. I mean, I, so I have, I have a net. I have a, I, I got an Orbi system because I need to get that signal all the way up. I don't yeah. want to. My wife's not gonna let me drill through holes in the, <laughs> on the floor, right? So uh, all these challenges are going on. Um, I found out how important uh, um, USB 3.0 slots are now. Oh my gosh! I mean, it, it makes such a huge difference with the video and and, and sound processing having 3.0 over 2.0s. Uh, learned uh, we used to have streams where the voice because of the encoders. You know, how you have codecs that you have to put in with the sound and stuff on certain like XSplit. You, you know, Nvidia has its own hardware codec or X, you know, um, they all have them built in. Well, our, our voice was getting like 15 seconds off right. in, in a stream. And I'm like, what? And this is stuff I like, couldn't oh, even figure out oh. how, early on. We had no idea because I had no one to teach me. I was teaching myself. And I taught myself XSplit. Uh, and I love XSplit Broadcaster, by the way. It's the one I've always used um, now. Uh, but uh, I learned stuff that I, like, I I didn't know what it, I just learned a transition about nine months ago when I hit a screen and the transition screen comes right, up. Yeah, I never yeah. used transitions for three years. <laughs> and, uh, but when we started, we had no idea what we we're doing. I have like a three, three viewer average. Uh, it took me two, two months to get to affiliate because I just didn't have any idea. Uh, back then reruns counted toward uh, your number and we we're running reruns constantly. Right, you can't yeah. run, a, you can't run reruns now. Uh, unless you're an absolutely an affiliate, but back then you could, and it's just, yeah. was, I had no idea, Robert, what the heck I was doing. And uh, I talked, I talked about this the other night when we did our first fundraiser, February of 2019. I think I had 225 followers, and that was it till to that point. So for through for six nine, first six nine months, I had like 220 mm. followers. That was it. Yeah, and then. What, were, you, were, you, were you just like sitting there like it'll grow and it grows and don't worry about it? Or were you like trying to grow it and just it wasn't working? I had, I had to figure out what I needed to do. And, and a lot of that had to do with I wasn't good at the community bridging yet. I just was running the game and I wasn't really I was talking to some people, but I was not reaching out and and, you know, 
getting other people excited about right. what we were doing. And then I got to, I said, you know what? I really should get some sponsors to the channel level help. And I got Merchant Building Authority and Reaper. When I got Reaper, that opened the door to the crafting community. And that's when things really started to flow in. It started with that. And then. So did you reach I, out to Reaper when you had like 200 followers? No, I, I had about, my guess is about 800 followers <laughs> at that time. I had about 800 followers at the time. Wow. And I reached out to Reaper. But Reaper was looking at the time for, because um, they were new to streaming too. And they were looking for a couple channels. And I, I, I want to uh, shout out to someone, Nightheart Gaming, Frank over there. Um, had an in with them. He lives in Texas, and they're they're in Texas outside of Dallas, and so he he was the first one they uh, they uh, uh, sponsored, and I knew Frank because Frank's another miniature terrain, one of the very few ones out there, and really good good people, and they stream five A and they do a lot of stuff mm. with us, and so I, I was the second one they had sponsored, and then it just you know that helped a lot. They were just looking right place, right time kind of yeah. thing, um, and then I figured. We need to figure out how to get this beyond our Greyhawk community. How yeah. do I do yeah, this? Yeah. And that was because it can feel like you've can feel like yeah. you've milked that cow after a while. Kind of, it can be like, well, this is the Greyhawk community, and we've got all we're getting out of it. It was, it was, yeah, exactly. And um, don't want to go back to uh, uh, anything bad, uh, blood wise. But there was there was another Greyhawk channel that was around mm -hmm. <sighs> that kind of self imploded. Um, Right. And that kind of, yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know if that helped or not when they went away, but that there was a 5e streaming channel and, he tr and they tried to have 20 different streams on right. like 24 and it just, it just was a mess. Yeah. And uh, I, I stayed away from that. I Burning stayed out candles of candles at both ends and the middle. Yeah. It, it, and that went away and then things kind of died down for about, uh, I don't know, into that second year. And then things started rolling a little bit, rolling a little bit. And then we started doing, this is going to sound awful. The pandemic hit it's, in 2020. It's, it's why I'm successful. <laughs> people needed, people were starved of both entertainment yeah, and escapism. Yeah, you're right, Alex. And, and Gary Khan in 2020 got canceled and turned into a virtual. And I was here and I did, I did a production for like six, seven streams, including uh, Stefan Picorni's stream, who, you know, the owner of Dorman Forge. Right. And I, re I, I produced his stream for it. Uh, and then I, then I said, why don't we have our own convention? <laughs> so we have in October, first week in October, we have virtual Greyhawk Con now. Right. So we have our own con and we've done it the last two years, 2020 and 21. We'll do it in 22 this year, upcoming too. That helped because that got the word out yeah. and it's just the networking continued. And then I figured I needed to run games with personalities and people outside of the community, other streamers, mm -hmm. and that helped. And then, then it really snowballed. And, and you, and you and, mentioned when I was on yours that you applied for partner a few times and were, and were denied, even though you, you'd hit all of the, um, uh, all the requirements, right? 12 times 12 times that is some perseverance uh, a, less, a lesser man a lesser man might have given up after six or eight or ten rejections 12 times yes. you went 12 times going i yeah. know that what i've got is is something that people will enjoy something that i, I deserve to have the, the tick next to my name i've got all of the i'm ticking the boxes yeah. 
And how how long was it since the first time to the uh, acceptance? Two years. <sighs> oh, I commend, commend <laughs> you on your patience. That's for sure. Thank you. Uh, so the last time it, it only happened in the first week first weekend in December. It's, it's only been like what three three months. It's right. been very recent. Um, and then wow, you know Robert, the doors really open. Yeah. That check mark, you uh, not to sound uh, arrogant, facetious. That check mark opens up doors. It, 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 it makes it, it like I always, it, I, I for one always notice when I glance across to the chat and there's someone with a check mark next to their name. I go, oh, there's somebody who's like taking Twitch professionally um, as, for them for their own um, content rather than just consuming. Because there's nothing that says like I'm a Twitch streamer or I'm a Twitch viewer in in the uh, names of the chat or anything. But when you see the check mark, that's a symbol of that's a Twitch content creator, not just, not a Twitch consumer. So, with the exception of Matt Koval, I think because uh, Mike Shea Slifer, he should get partner if he's applied. I don't know if he has yet because he just he does he says he does Twitch for fun, but he he should. Uh, uh, there are not many Twitch partners that are individuals. Most of them are communities, right? like table story and, and and they got a whole group you you and i and matt koval and one or two others maybe are very unique that we yes. are individuals it's yeah. usually a group it's a, you a know, group and, yeah, it's a, yeah like, like i said before like critical role D D D D beyond these channels that are like you know penny wagon arcade uh, absolutely penny wagon. <laughs> penny, it's because penny penny yeah. wagon chaser uh raided something penny wagon yeah, high rollers is another high rollers. One that, yeah, groups of them yeah. rather than like individuals. yeah, they're groups. And and but, I mean, I don't I don't want to like um, undermine your uh, your your um, path, your your process of uh, by by including myself in that group because I was fortunate enough to have the jumping board from Viva La Dirt League. I had the, I had the huge support, so I didn't have to go through nearly as uh, anywhere near the same struggle as you did when I went for partner. Uh, as soon as I met the metric for it, um, I got in touch with my Viva La Dirt League uh, guys and said, hey, you guys have been partnered for a while. And he goes, yeah, I know a guy who works for Twitch. Uh, That's let, awesome. me, let me Let me ask him when you put your application in. And I put my application in. He simultaneously sent off an email saying, hey, Rob's, uh, Rob works with us. And it was in, in my partnership. That was, was the first. My partnership. First time? Yep. I got, I got it oh my gosh. Not, on the, not only the first time I got it within like a couple of hours of submitting the application. They were oh like, this application gosh. could take a few days to blah, 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 to process. That is awesome. But because of my contacts, every, it's all about, it's all about who, who you know, uh, because of my contacts, wow. they went, Hey, this guy works with us and we've been switch partners for however many years. Um, and so they, they accepted my partnership immediately. So I can't, I can't, uh, so I can't, uh, can't stress enough. <laughs> I can't stress enough what you had to go through and how that is not the, the and how what I had to go through is not, nothing like what you had to go through. So it has given me an appreciation for the work I did to get there. And I understand how tough it is. And that's why, I mean, I'm hopeful that anyone who's from the community will say this. I do everything I can to help other streamers out mm. all the time. You know, I never waste a raid find someone who 
you know or someone who you think will appreciate you know yeah. into them uh do shows where you promote other streamers have have games where they play in them you know i try and part of this thing's the fundraiser we have 11 channels participating in this fundraiser event right now you know and, and it's a community and i'm, I'm doing everything i can to to help other ones because yeah because it, it, it doesn't cost yeah. you anything it doesn't cost no. like especially yeah. a raid i don't understand big streamers that don't raid because it te- it costs you literally nothing you've got an exclamation it's like you've got you've got uh slash raid and then type the name it costs you yeah. five seconds of your time it, it, it it's it's i don't know like it's not a zero-sum game it's not like if i raid somebody and they like their channel they're gonna go to them and watch them instead of me like everybody like if if they like D and D and they want to see more D and D they're gonna they're gonna just subscribe to lots of channels or follow lots of channels. I don't know. It's 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 strange to me that some people. Are I like, think it's I can't be bothered major right. mistake. It's a major mistake to be protective of your of your of yeah. your viewers. You need to let them watch whatever they want and they'll be more appreciative. I yeah, think. it's like trying to be protective of a candle flame by not like but no. like trying to isolate it from other sources of fuel. It's like no, if you if you isolate it from fuel it'll go out. Like you, you need to you need to yeah, you need to let it grow. You need to give it more fuel on the fire to so it grows and everybody enjoys. It and and I've thought this way ever since I saw a, a meme and I've talked about this before. Um but it was surprising how much of a um, how much of a change in my own psyche it made because it was just a silly cartoon of um, it was a two panel thing and in the first panel uh, there's a guy with a cake on like a bake off sort of a situation there's a guy with a cake uh, and he's standing next to another guy with a, an even better looking cake like a three tiered wedding cake or something and he looks down on his own and he's looking all all sad and he goes uh, and it says content creators and he goes oh his cake's better than mine. And then on the next panel down, it was the same situation, but shown from the person standing by the table who goes <laughs> content consumers. And his, his thought bubble was, yay, two cakes. <laughs> and it was just a, such a simple cartoon that I went, yeah, that's right. It's not a zero sum game. It's not like I have, no. to, I have to compare myself to him because he's better or he's making more content or he's working harder or he's putting out different blah, 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 or he's getting the different views. I just put out my it- own stuff and the people who are consuming it go, yeah, I like his stuff and his stuff. So uh, sometimes I'll do shot in the dark, <clears throat> excuse me, shot in the dark raids. Well, I'll, I'll, maybe there's no one on who I'm partnered with mm. or working community mm. with. And I'll be like, this looks, this looks interesting. And I found some people, found some people that have joined the community that way. But a lot of times if there's someone on who's, you know, I'm going to support them with a, with a, a raid and, and it's just, so if you look at the numbers and Robert, you said you looked online, there's some sites Think about this. You and I are like, this is this is hard to fathom. We're like in the top twenty-five of all D and D streams in the world, yeah. right? That yeah. just that blows your that blows it blew, my, like, it blew my mind last night when does, I was when I was sort of researching yeah. for this, and I was like, I wonder how many yeah. Twitch partner D and D streamers there are. And I was in, the, uh, I I looked down the list, and I'd be in the top fifty every time. But then I'd start going through them and go, oh, that guy doesn't is not a D and D streamer. Yeah, he just Asma Gold. He doesn't he's just, count. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's just that. an amazing. Yeah. He's just a huge streamer that happens to yeah. do D and D every so often or whatever. Ask uh, if you if you actually remove everybody that's not a dedicated D&D streamer. Yep, I'm in like top 30, top yeah. 25. Yeah. It's, it blew and, my mind. I was like, oh, wow. That's and <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you make it English speaking only, sorry, yeah. if you do that, uh, it's like top you know, 18 to 20. Yeah. Uh, but, but with that comes uh, a responsibility now. You know, I, that's the way I look at it. So mm. I'm going to do the best I can 
for the rest of the community because if without them we don't have anything yeah right we don't you know and, and so uh, yeah, yeah it's like you tr trying to get yeah. up a, trying to get up a wall and there's people at the bottom willing to like whoop, give you a boost up yeah. and then you get up to the wall and don't turn around and put your hand down for them yeah. what kind of jerk are you <laughs> and in darling darling and i were talking uh, a little earlier about how uh, difficult it is uh, there is so much that goes and a lot of people go get people to help you i'm a control freak and you probably are too robert <laughs> yeah it, it someone because something's going to happen wrong and it's just going to get you know yeah. it, there's only changing the twitch like the the title and going in and, and and you know changing all the you know uh special things you're doing all it's 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 tedious but it but you know it's, you're in control it, of it yeah. you're in control of it and you know there's not going to be errors even though i do make errors everyone knows i make mistakes yeah. i hit the wrong button all the time on my stream deck <laughs> you know it happens every every stream which is why i'm yeah, you know, it's okay. Uh, it, so just note that, you know, hopefully, like, when Robert came on my talk show, we all got we all got increased viewership from it. When, yeah. when I'm here, it, that's the whole thing. That that That's it. It's, and it's just a, it's a way yeah. to give back. But I'll, also, I started Absolutely. Trot Rest because there was just so many people that I wanted to chat with and connect with. Uh, there were people that I'd played games with that I was like, I, I want I want to have an opportunity to actually sit down and chat with these people and pick their brains about stuff, and the, and and if our communities then get a little bit of a Venn diagram because of that, then that's the yeah. bonus. <clears throat> and that's how. Uh, so my Gavin talk. This is this is back to how on Twitch. So all I did was I was starting to stream on Thursday nights our game. I'm like one stream a week's not going to cut it. Mm. And I'm like a talk show. I'll have a talk show. It's called Gabin at Lord Peaks Haven. Lord Peaks Haven's a bar in Tringley in uh, the Duchy of Ulick. Right. And it has a drink and, you know, it's kind of a joke. But yeah. so the name's it's named after a bar. And so on Sunday nights, I have the show that, uh, and we do different topics and have guests on and things. And uh, it came because you need to do a minimum number of streams per week to get to affiliate right back then, right? So, I, mm -hmm. you know, one stream a week, I couldn't get there. And so I had my talk show. Then we have Legends and Lore and we have other special events. And it, it just builds up. But then you get to your limit, Robert. And you know what happens at that. So oh, yeah. you, eventually you, know, you only do so yeah, much. That's, that's the, you're like, okay, this is much, yeah. something's got to give. I got to, I got to switch things yeah. up. Like when I started, when I wanted to start getting into short rests a lot more, more frequently and start doing other streams more frequently at the start of this year, I decided that one of my other streams, uh, which was quite a popular stream, Charisma Check, where I'd just be like chatting with the chat. Um, I, I, I realized that I had to go in order to give myself the time to focus on other things that i wanted to do robert someone in the audience says about how the, the tiltify works for saint jude is it okay if i have if yes so that was that was the next thing that i was actually okay. going to talk about uh, how did you your involvement with the saint jude charity get come about yeah. and and tell us about the uh, there will be dragons so 2019 uh i'm part of the greyhawk community and i'm like you know what the community should do to give back let's do a charity event um, so I had four streams, two of them were on my channel back in, uh, in, in, in 2019. So my buddy, uh, Will, who's been in all of them from, uh, Wicked Studios went first, uh, eight o'clock. It was one day, eight o'clock in the morning. Then Marco, my friend ran on my channel from 12 to four. Then another channel was supposed to run from four to eight and they never showed up. So we had a gap and then I ran from eight to, to eight to the end on the first one. We raised $1,020 the first two. Hmm. For St. Jude, which was, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. It was fun. And that, that kind of did, was a little bit of a bump kick start for the community. Second year, we did 2000 and some dollars. 
and I had five streams. Last year, we set the goal at $4,000, and I had nine streams over two days, and we did $10,000 last year. And we, our goal was four. Our goal was to double, and we did 10. Uh, th there you go. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Yeah, that, that'll go. It goes right in. It does not go to any of us. It goes right to St. Jude and tilt through Tiltify. None of us touch the money, which is which is fantastic. Thank you. This year, we set the goal at 15. Um but there's a big kicker at twenty. So, so what were the we, what were the numbers again of, of how much you, what your goal was and how much you got each year? Uh, so the first year we had no idea. We did one thousand and twenty dollars. Second year, we doubled it. We did like two thousand fifty. The yeah. second year, the and third then you were year going to double it again, but it went up to ten. Ten last year. <laughs> wow. We did ten thousand dollars last year, and then year. you set it at fifteen for this year. Fifteen this year uh, is what I set it at because I have I don't we, know. Can, we have eleven. We can streams. double it, guys. We three can, days. We can get them there. Three, yeah, three days it is. Um, we have uh, four streams today. Actually, we have five because we have uh, someone who could fit in their schedule, and she's going to be only on for an hour, and then um, and then goes into uh, Vancouver by night, late night, and then we have four streams it actually on. Take us over to this screen while we talk. Um, there will be dragons look pow, pow so yeah all of those creators we could see then were were involved um how did they they were all uh, creators you'd worked with before and you just asked um, them if they wanted to be involved were they... it, starting last year we started to get people outside the community who oh, were already at 1150 dollars already we just started 1150 dollars everyone thank you so we're and we're only on stream two um we, we we started getting i had my my group um wicked studios praetors rejects nightheart gaming troller games uh a, a core group of greyhawk streamers yeah last year we had the outside community started coming in uh blue box first time they participated now they're running a greyhawk stream um and some others like lawful stupid rpgs now involved they're going to run a Greyhawk stream they're in it uh, Vancouver by night just came in um, uh, runs a Greyhawk one of their streams is Greyhawk and are in it so Tom Lord's wife Wiley Hobbit we have a whole a whole group of them and then we get the wrap-up show Sunday so 11 streams are in it this year and it's growing and that's what's you know it's got to get back yeah it's just part got to get back that's in so, incredible work so tell us about St. Jude you. specifically and why why St. Jude like there's so many charities out there why did why did it St. Jude St. Jude Children's Hospital uh, was created by uh, Danny and Marlo Thomas, if you know who they are. Danny Thomas is an actor. Marlo Thomas was that girl, you know, back in the 70s actress. And it's a huge, they, no, no one, none of the children that, uh, there's no bills ever to the families that go there. And it's a huge national um, charity that we can all get around. That's why we decided on it. Right. Now, we didn't want to go with a regional one. We wanted to go with yeah. an all-inclusive national um charity and wow and, we're up to wow 1300 and you all, don't, uh, thank <laughs> wow. you every, wow that's very generous thank you that's yeah, very, thank very generous much. thank you 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 very, basically very yeah you don't you don't uh you don't put out like it's a children's research hospital and find anybody going nah <laughs> it's not right. it's not it's, it's not a charity that i believe in like nobody's nobody doesn't believe in you know children's research hospitals so it's a it was a um a good choice of it i imagine well, thank you. Uh, and by the way, a note that there are, we have seven sponsors, including Larry Elmore himself. Uh, and so they're donator gifts. So it keeps track. That, uh, and there, uh, there's like 30 some gifts. Top one will get their choice of a gift all the way down to till we run out. 
Now, the big kicker is there's one at $20,000 if we get to it. If we get to $20,000, Kefir, who has the the stream, Cave Geek Art, is doing a Greyhawk map in leather that he would commission for for $3,000 to $5,000. If we hit $20,000, he's going to give that as a donator gift. Whoa! Yes. Now, he's given three... A leather Greyhawk mask. Uh, yeah, a leather. Yeah, unbelievable. So <sighs> that is nice. the big kicker. The biggest thing I have right now is this. Right now, we think the, uh, uh, is uh, this is a Free City Graph box set sealed from 1989. This was donated by my that, sponsor. That is yeah. as old as I am. I'm from 1989. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So this was donated by uh, Gamescape 3D, Jeremy, my uh, one of my 3D sponsors. He has all this stuff. He's like, ah, I'm never going to use it. You want to use this for the fundraiser? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> wow. So this on this on eBay goes for like 350, right? Yeah. Roughly. So this is the be- now the Cave Geek Art one will push it up there, but we have seven and there are tubes back here. You can't see them. I have seven signed minimum size 34 by 20 Larry Elmore prints. Of dragons of all different seven different yeah of, i saw them know, i, I saw them the uh, the other day in your stream with yeah, all the different types he, uh, of dragons right the different yeah um, uh, he donated seven of them yeah they've all, so, all, all got uh, fascinating names that like represent what's happening in the scene like of the dragon being like strung up or the dragon <sighs> taking over and yeah. so the, the community's been very generous and we figured i figured I'll, I'll raise it by 50% and see what happens and see what, what we get to. It would be really fantastic uh, to see. And uh, it's just a bonding thing for the whole community. Everyone, you feel good by giving back. You know? Sa- Saiku says, if I hadn't removed my plastic covering, I'd be worth more as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> from, from 1989. It, it's a lot of that. I mean, it's crazy how much the... Everyone knows that the box sets are old box sets of any system are impossible to get. Yeah. Right? On eBay. It's just because they're all scarfed up. Or yeah. a, a Deities and Demigods first print goes for like $500 now, which is insane. Yeah. You know, for uh, those old things. But, uh, you know, 87 is when you were born. I graduated high school in 1985. So there you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> you definitely it's fun. Well, thank, thank you for letting me, sh- uh, for that shout out for the, for the, for the uh, charity and the fundraiser. Um, you know, no, it's uh, I, it's it's a I really huge deal. It. I think it's uh, admirable that you put so much work Thank into you. giving back. Um, and if you need anyone next year for uh, for running another uh, stream, if you want to expand even further, definitely feel uh, free to uh, reach out. I'll, that I'll would be a, wonderful. A, a Twitch tales one shot for that anyone. would be, that would be fantastic. Well, we do have this. We have a second one we do in July. It's called the bad adventure fundraiser or the not great adventure fundraiser <laughs> where it was, this was Eric Mona, the director from Paizo, who by the way is playing right. in my game tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> just a great guy. He goes, why don't you take some of those really terrible adventures that were written uh, you know, by the, <laughs> and, and run one. So I did the adventure last year for Luke Gygax, Eric Mona, James Jacobs, Jason Bowman, Anna and Stella. Uh, it was called, uh, gargoyle okay <laughs> it's a ter- and i ran that and uh, john at blue box ran ran something else and he had two streams before mm-hmm. and then that day we raised eight thousand oh, dollars so we did eighteen thousand last year total between the two fundraisers so we're going to do that for, for saint jude as well yeah 
Yep, so you do one. So you do one this time every year, and one in, in one in July. July. We, that was the first time we did that. This is our fourth annual one here, and we'll probably do that again because uh, there's trust me, there's a ton of bad published adventures to run. <laughs> yeah. There are some terrible ones. Yeah, yes. well, I, I'm I'm happy to be involved. Um, yeah, for, for anyone who's over from your channel, for anyone who's from your community and don't know the sort of thing I do. Um, so I I run D and D for Viva the Dirt League um, uh, over on YouTube. But on my Twitch channel, I run about four times a week, and uh, one of the things I do is called Twitch Tales, which is an interactive game of D&D, &D, uh, making the most of this interactive medium of Twitch, um, where the chat controls the, the actions of the player. I'm, I'm the dungeon master, nobody else is playing, it's just the people in the chat. Um, and the, the uh, the, it's kind of like a solo campaign. There's one adventurer called Apis, uh, he's, uh, they are a um, Hill Dwarf Ranger, uh, and everybody in the chat gets to decide what happens. Uh, and if it's just like a general consensus of, oh, we want to go talk to the baker, then that's fine, we do that. Uh, but if it's something that comes down to like, oh, we need to kind of, like, there's a bit of division in the chat here, um, then I'll put it to a poll, like, and majority gets it and, and see what the story happens. And those are always it fun, is... especially if we do like one shots as well. So I'm always happy to do like a one shot Twitch Tales for helping out charities and things. That would be wonderful. It is that, that of yours, that the whole stream is really unique and set you apart from almost it was, I, I yeah mean, it's, it was, it's interactive it's really fantastic. it was when i when i started it uh, a couple yeah, of years ago it it's was, wonderful it was I, I i didn't know of anybody else doing a similar thing i'm not saying that i was the first but i didn't personally right. know of anybody else who was doing a similar thing and and it's because i started in the middle of a pandemic and uh, my intention when i was starting was like oh maybe i'll do an actual play and then i'm glad that i was kind of forced away from that because of so many people that are doing actual plays and so so hard uh, how hard it is for people <sighs> To get into it and be like this is an this is yet another actual play uh, uh, D, D session of what's going on who are these characters what's the story what what sets this apart whereas being forced into being a bit more innovative and going how do i make the most of the interactive element of twitch yeah. while also playing D, &D um, made me come up with the idea for twitch tales it's, and... it's it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant thank you so if you if you ever go on, uh, and, you know the category is Dungeons and Dragons, and click on that on a Saturday night. When I started in the, in 2018, there was probably 50 streams on at that time. Mm. There's three to five hundred now. <laughs> okay, wow. on at that time, and that 90 percent of them have a three or less viewer yeah. average. Yeah. Um, you need you have to be able to figure out a way to get yourself from that point to 30. So at least you can get in that top 10 uh, uh, occasionally. Yeah. So people, random people find you. It's not easy to do. Yeah. I, I, I really sympathize, you know, I can understand. I was there. I know how tough it was uh, to get there. And it's just, um, yeah, and yeah, it gotta be persistent. And it, it, this is not, it's not easy. It is not. And that's why I said a lot of people, if you're casually doing it and you're just having fun with it, that's great. Yeah, there's a lot of those people that are doing for one, yeah. one to three people are doing it just be, just as a means of everybody at the table being able to find. The one yeah. the one to three people are the other people in the game who are just like watching and going, oh yeah, that's that's how we can... Because it's, it's, it's a relatively easy way to stream your table to the players in the game. Like, oh, this is what we're... And they're not actually ever anticipating or expecting that anybody outside will come in and, and watch. Um, but then there are others in that uh, single-digit viewer range that are, that are trying their best to make it work and just yeah. don't have a unique point of sale. They don't have something that's like setting them apart. 
so I always, when I started looking, uh, I browse a lot, uh, if, when I, you know, when I have time, right. Uh, which is so rare, but I, I get out there and I go on a, I'll go on a Tuesday night or a Monday night and I'll check out and see what's going on. I always looked for streams are using miniatures and terrain. Yeah. And it's, uh, and they've actually shrunk. It's less now than it was two years hmm. ago. Yeah. which is crazy you know, as, I guess, as, VTTs, pandemic, pandemic, as vtts yeah. grow and the pandemic yeah. continuing it, then yep. yeah people around real tables yeah. with real minis is uh is a unique. lot less yeah yeah i, I actually um was re somebody reached out to me the other day um via email um a, a new zealand company that has just started doing some uh, actual play D, &D and they, they asked me if i wanted to collab and one of and i and i was like my instinct was like probably not but then i checked out their stuff and i was and they were doing real like around the table with minis oh, and, cool. and terrain and i was like okay yeah this is good and then i watched them and they had a really good um really good chemistry just like charming uh folk they, they, they were kind of like wholesome and <clears throat> they were really my vibe so i was like yeah okay that's so it, 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 it helps it definitely helps as a as a point of difference these days to have that in-person game because i mean just there's nothing beats an in-person game no there's not i'll Absolutely. play i'll play on online if that's all that's available but i'd i'd always take in person if the if, if the option's there Oh, it's just uh, I, I for like about six months we were we were doing remote with my friends and it was it was a struggle we kept it going because you yeah. know COVID you couldn't be around anyone but uh, I love having them at the table uh, one other thing I do on Twitch that I'm not sure if the, the audience knows about is I collaborate campaign wise with other streams for so for example Blue Box technically their Greyhawk stream and their plays in my campaign all right so i can do crossovers right with characters that's cool uh yeah so it's a little a little little trick there of that another way to collaborate is not just with in person but in story yeah you know so it's it's something a little neat that uh has worked that's has fun. worked and, yeah that's yeah. fun I, li I like the idea of crossing over like all of my campaigns that i run <clears throat> with the exception of the Viva guys, because that's their intellectual property. <clears throat> it's a that's a unique experience as well. Having to DM in somebody else's world is quite an interesting experience. Um, but everything that I've I, I run in my own homebrew world um, all takes place in the same same timeline, same world. So uh, my home games, I run two different home games that that act concurrently, and then the Twitch Tales campaign acts in the same world. Uh, all of the games that I run as a uh, a DM for hire, <clears throat> excuse me. All the games I run as a DM for hire all happen in the same world as well. So like, there's always things. There's always the possibility of crossing over or like uh, elements that they'll come across that will they'll hear about plot hooks that the other ones have already solved and things like that. It's awesome. And when you said finish up and go to a new one, I, I'm thinking to myself, it's an opportunity for you to stay in that world. Yeah. Use have the higher level characters as mentors or yes, whatever. Yeah, that's, or, you my, know. that's my intention yeah. one day to be like Good. if if D D ever actually ends, because geez, I've been playing for five years and they're only like level ten. Because I mean, granted, yeah. in that in that time, I did have to uh, I did have to take some breaks for university and stuff. But man, it takes takes a long time to to, does, to, to actually finish the campaign at the worst that's the way dnd was meant to be played yeah it, it takes it's a long ongoing time play out this guy's character this 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 backstory of this character you're playing and see what happens in this there are no 20 
there are no 20th level characters in my campaign running around their PCs. There aren't any. Like, most 13th level in old school is right when those characters get to the point where they're ultra powerful and retire. Yeah. I mean, straight, straight level Halfling Thief, I think we have one at 16th or 17th. Most of the characters, though, 13th level's about where, where you know, they go in and they, ah, you know, yeah. go off and, and are overseers yeah. or, you know. Um, just had another raid from Moose the Moose the Knave. Thank you very much for the, cool. the raid. Thank, hopefully your uh, stream very, very was good. Hey, how not to DM is still here as well. Um, how not to oh, DM? Oh great! He's got a great podcast. Pod fantastic right? podcast. That's right. I was, yeah. I was just on How Not to DM's podcast the other day. The uh, my episode was just released. If you haven't listened, check it out. It was a very interesting Please. conversation. Derek is a good conversationalist. Um, is he? <clears throat> does he stream? I'm, I don't know if you stream. Do you, uh, do you Derek? Let's have a look. Let's click your name. Let's head on over to HNT. Yeah. HNT Please reach out if you want to talk anytime. I, 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 you got some great work there on uh, on YouTube. There we go. I'll give you a follow in case you ever decide to stream. Um, <clears throat> so this is gonna. Uh, we're getting towards the end now, and we're unfortunately running out of time. This has been a wonderful chat. You're very, uh, been, very charming and easy to talk. Thank with. you. Um, yeah. The talk just kind of flows, just which is always chatting good. is wonderful. Thank um, you for that. So, so in the last, <clears throat> excuse me, in the last few minute, minutes, I like to open it up to my uh, so, sorrowful, sorrowfully neglected um, uh, chat here, and ask: Is there any questions that you have that I haven't answered, uh, haven't asked, or things that we haven't talked about um, that you want to ask either of us? <clears throat> there was a question that some of you uh, are from my community here, and some from Lord Gazumbas. There was a question that someone had just asked, and I said I would get back to it. Can you please repost it because I, it was a good question. And I, it, you, your 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 chat goes a lot faster than mine does, and I can't. Yeah. They, yeah they, so please. They thankfully thankfully when I am neglecting the chat sometimes when yeah. I'm playing video games or something as well, just as like a downtime chill out stream, and what for whatever reason I'm neglecting the chat, they're, they're happy to just converse amongst themselves. <laughs> Um, Matt had a question here. Uh, so, with the different campaigns in the same world and crossing over and things, um, do you have to send plot information in both directions so that they, so that their stream knows what's happened, how it's affecting your world? And no, because it's um, it's like a bad TV show where an actor changes. <laughs> right. Right. So, for example, I, I there are some things there are some things that John knows not to do. And that is not a, not slaughter an entire town yeah. or something. Huge world but, building, world, world ending things. Right. Like oh, yeah. and then the Tarasks here. <laughs> like you, exactly. You gotta exactly. Got to run that by you before things like that happen. John and I talk every 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 week or so at just about what's going on. Now he's doing his next latest group is in the Great Kingdom, way out east, Rel Astra area. I don't play on. Everyone knows it's a joke. I don't use Eastern side of the Greyhawk map. I'm west. I'm right. the Sheldomar Valley area. In 44 years of using it, you're still just like, nah, I can find yes, enough stories. I can find <laughs> enough stories in this area. For... Exactly. So, have at it, John. I don't care what you do on, over there in the Great Kingdom now. So I did. Yeah, I did. I actually cool. did a very similar thing. Um, so one of the one of the guys who started as a player in my campaign right from day one. This uh, this guy here. Uh, Seed is his name. He had a raised by wolves kind of backstory. He was a lone elf cool. in an in a, a, a abandoned village, barely spoke any common. Um, and then for whatever reason, our, our schedules didn't work and whatnot, and he went off. Um, it kind of became almost an NPC. 
Um, but then he once ran a game for me to play in as a one-shot set in my own world. And he's like, is there anywhere that's kind of like this? And he was talking like Aztecs and Incas and stuff. And I was like, there is kind of that area. It's way over the other side of the world in this, in this location. I gave him the name of the country, the surrounding countries, and that's about it. And uh, after that one shot, it was a lot of fun. And then he goes, would you mind if I, if I like expand on that and use that as my setting for my game. Oh, that's like, awesome. Do it, mate. You you that's do it. Perfect. So technically he's running like a like a, a parallel universe version of an area of my world. And it's like I'm I'm none of my campaigns have ever gotten there yet. They I have no intention of them going globe trotting yet because that none of them right. have like teleport. So so yeah, you go for it. You perfect. you run you run a, a game in my world. Now that's that's and I've opened that up to other streamers as well. Yeah, uh, so there you go. Maud Deep said, how DMing has changed your style? I'm going to, all right. So if you know anything about Twitch, uh, this is, I want this to sound like a downer, Robert. We're all, we're all one phrase or word away from a permanent band, right? <laughs> yeah. If someone says something stupid. Yeah. Right? And and that has, you know, that has changed tremendously. We've had people, I've said to them, you can't, there's certain things you cannot say. Right. You know. You shouldn't say. You shouldn't and it's say anyway big, in polite conversation, but right. yeah, you never but know you if know, somebody's going to, yeah, especially when you're you, playing with Australians. <laughs> right. And, you know, and so there's things, there's ways to act on camera that that has completely, and that's okay. It's a good thing uh, for, for it to happen with us. And Anna Myers always said to me, if a, someone slips up and says something that could be deemed offensive, you stop what you're doing right then and there, and you immediately say, we apologize, sorry, we'll attempt to do better. Yeah. You don't let it fester. Um, so I, I, that's number one thing is that, uh, you know, you have to be aware of your audience and you can't just act like you're, you know, you can't just act like a jerk, you know, because yeah. you want to. Um, and and that's, that's why I really look at who I bring in my games first mm -hmm. uh, the talk shows are one thing because you get personalities on yeah. talk shows you expect that but in my games i really look at who i bring into my uh, my it, games the the, the games yeah. reflect on you in a way that the talk yeah. shows don't yeah exactly yeah exactly that's 100 percent true robert definitely yeah and, and the way that it's changed mine is is in a similar similar fashion like the sorts of content i would use in a home game when I've uh, when I'm working with five people around the table and the things that we say and do and talk about and and interact with are never going to be seen from uh, firsthand from anybody but us. It means that I can I can use the sort of content that I know that they are comfortable with and I can go up to but not over the lines that they have drawn with me in session zero and on the consent and gaming forms and stuff that I use. Um, I can if they've all said that they're okay with, for instance. Uh, uh, injury and danger to children as as like a, a, a topic element, a story element. Then I can include hags that that kidnap and devour children and stuff, and I can be really gruesome and gross about that, um, and go into a super detail so that they're like, oh my god, this is horrific, and and we now desire to kill this hag immediately. Whereas I wouldn't include those sorts of things when I've got a, an audience of however many hundred, because I haven't had the chance to go through those hundred people and say what are your what are your limits what are your fears what are you what, yeah. what, what is what is a hard no for you kind of thing and so being yeah, aware like, of that is a big thing innuendo sexual is okay graphic yeah. is not under any circumstances you the assumption that two people you know fall in yeah. love or whatever and go off that's okay yeah fade but, to black you know, is fine but we, yeah exactly not, exactly you, you gotta use some common sense when you're streaming yeah um absolutely uh 
So uh, there's uh, one last question they're behind. Sai, Sai says, uh, "How come you play D and D, and my parents never even heard of it? <laughs> and how do other people <laughs> out of how do other people out of the secret inner circle react to your plays?" I don't know what you mean by secret inner circle, like the people who know about D and D, like it's a secret thing. Because that is something that I have found over the years as well, is that um, the, the more, the deeper into D&D I get as a prof as my full-time profession, the, the more I'm surrounded by people who know D&D and in and outs and play it, played it for years and everything. And the, the harder it is to remember that it is still a niche. It is still like table tabletop yeah. role-playing as a, as, a, as a hobby, including board games, dice games, card games and everything. Even that is a niche. And then D and D is a niche within that, yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it it's 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 easy to forget. Like when I'm out and about, that everybody I'm passing on the street doesn't necessarily even know what D and D is. If I tell somebody I'm a dungeon master, they're probably going to think of the other kind of dungeon master first, <laughs> rather than a, a guy who runs D and D. I grew up when it wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you grew up through the satanic panic and everything, right? Yes, and but note that. When Stranger Things came out, it became cool. Yeah, yeah. So they started you know, getting uh, that, yeah. mainstream. Yeah, and that kind of coincided with you know pre uh, pre uh, COVID and everything you know blasting up uh, words. So, yeah. but still, you know, I I've never hidden it my entire life because I'm confident in myself that I don't need you know everyone's known, family friends everyone knows I've done this all, my entire life. In fact, I I use my name on my Facebook. I don't even use Lurk as I'm, but I just right. use my name on that. So yeah. Um, cool. Lodeeps, uh, we'll go to sort of more of a quick fire round so we can get through a couple more before we leave. Uh, Lord Gazumba, yeah, sure. uh, sorry, Modeeps asks to you, uh, asking for tips on setting a scene or voicing characters, uh, <sighs> anything like that. I, I, I don't do voice, I, um, you know, I, voice sometimes, but it's terrible. Voice. It's terrible voice work. <laughs> but I do, uh, I have some personalities. Uh, I have what's called the antithesis NPC. Uh, that sometimes get thrown into adventuring parties. I adventure. I put characters in the adventuring parties too. Something a little different all the time. I have. I have them in there to interact. But I have the Michael Batons uh, of the world, right? Right there, uh, antiquitous. Um, uh, you know, Fritz Winchesters. They're really, really anti-heroes. Right. A lot of people connect with. Yeah. So you know. Um, they just like that they just like to have the anti-hero there so for, there's, for me, there's the, a bunch of them yeah for me a quick quick tip on setting a scene is to think about the different senses that the different uh, traditional senses i'll say uh, sight sound everything don't just describe what the room looks like describe how it, what temperature it is and what what it's what the room smells like when you walk in and stuff um, it can it can really it can really give quite an emotive. People forget smell a lot because it's such a relatively weak sense in in human um, in human beings. We don't have great sense of smell compared to a lot of other animals. Uh, instead, we focus a lot on our visual senses. Um, something like eighty percent of our our how we perceive the world is through our sight. Um, and so people forget about scent, but it is such a powerful emotive tool there is a big difference between walking into a shop that smells like baked bread and walking into a shop that smells vaguely of rotting fish like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great a world of difference so it's a it's a big it's a big help to set a scene by thinking of those different senses um cool. dm dave previously asked uh take a oh, guess dave. uh yeah dm dave from uh, not not that dm dave the dm dave careful cantrip careful cantrip dm dave yeah um asked for an estimate of how many minis you have ballpark <laughs> 20,000 <000. laughs> what 
my god. Where would you keep them? How many are there? Have... Oh my god. Do you have IKEA in New Zealand? Yeah. Uh, well, no, we 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 don't. Well, you know of IKEA. Before. I have I think 28 full sets of IKEA shelves running oh. in that basement. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, 20,000. Yeah. And that's not the terrain. Now, no, that's, that's miniatures. Now, <laughs> oh painted God. painted from scratch. A lot of them are plastics. Painted from scratch, I'm going to guess 5,000. That's a guess. Incredible. Yeah, uh, that's that's the goal. That's that's the dream one day. My partner Lizzie is like, surely you don't need more minis. And I was like, oh, oh, sweet you tonight, always Lizzie. Need something. You always need more. Always, like, you always need yes, more. I've got 70, 70 different hobgoblins, but have I got one with a hood up and three and and, and two different uh, daggers? No. <laughs> My crafter Bill will put the proper weapons on the figures now. That's how good he is. Right. Metal nice. minis and stuff. He'll. Uh, so another thing is like there's certain monsters that aren't out there, and uh, Meerkat is actually crafting an STL for us of a Kushi. I I don't know if there's a Kushi mini anywhere. So he's making a Kushi because <laughs> there isn't one because I want we want to have every monster that exists. You know, nice. Kushi had to have it. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, behind the glamour asks something of uh, something that appropriate yeah. to uh, a VLDL thing that just happened. How do how do you adapt and and how long does it take to adapt when an NPC that you intended to be a recurring NPC is uh, is killed? Oh, uh, that's pretty quick because yeah, um, you always there's always there's always another there's evil always person. More. There's always yep. another antithesis. Uh, you can change the story around pretty quickly. Okay, cat visiting back there. Yep. Uh, so there's you, that's yeah, not. Yeah, there's a always another. Like it does. It doesn't matter to me. Like it'll take. Yeah. If it happens during a session, I'll I'll be I'll be completely fine before we start the next session. It, if if I have to adapt it during the session, then I might have to take a little on the fly thinking. But um, otherwise, it doesn't matter. There's always more villains. There's always more shopkeepers. Uh, if you've if you've killed the. Um, uh, I hope that none of my, my home game uh, party that did this are listening. But if you've killed the mind flayer that was going to become a big plot point for you because he was going to help you invade the rest of the mind flayer colony, but you just straight out killed him, <laughs> then there's always another mind flayer that's willing to do the same thing around the corner. <laughs> yeah, there's always like, so we our dark brotherhood, which is our main antithesis in the group. We've had like four or five major leaders of it over the forty years. So yeah, it's just like it's like Doctor Who's change, right? Yeah. It's the same thing, right? You know, yeah, it's going to exactly happen. Right. So yeah, yeah. All right. As much as I would love to, uh, keep what a great asking, discussion! Yeah, this was fantastic talk. Um, I'm Thank more you. than happy to uh, to to have you on and to have this conversation, sure. um, and happy to work with you again in the future on something yeah. similar. Um, as we wrap up, uh, you want to um, promote anything of your own uh, point people towards your channels towards obviously we'll be raiding into the um, the charity that you're that you're working with at the moment the oh that would be great troller games is live now that would be fantastic thank you troller games is a great sponsor and they do streams too their owner steven schnaltz a wonderful person and chuck who's their community manager does some great work for them and he's you know they gave all the uh He's always, they're giving, they're very, they got a ton of giveaways for this too, uh, during every stream. Uh, so tomorrow night I go at seven o'clock Eastern us time. I have Eric Mona, uh, the director from Paizo playing Venerian Vord, his legendary character in my campaign. He's just the best RP I've ever seen in my campaign. I have Darling, Creepshow, Little Bones and MJ Russell all playing in the game as well. Anna Myers playing the game with some of my guys. I guarantee you there's some things in it that we have brand new terrain out it's unbelievable i have something i swore i'd never do ever as a dm as an old school dm and you'll see never i i swore i would never do it so <laughs> i'm gonna do it tomorrow night there's, a, there's, your, yeah. there's your tease if ever i heard yes 
So uh, yeah, definitely uh, Thank you. comes with a recommendation of my own as well. If you are from my community, definitely go and check out Lord Gazumba. Um, got a very unique style of vi visual Thank gameplay you. with an enormous table, lots of fantastic terrain, well-painted miniatures. Uh, very chill atmosphere as well. Not like a nothing, nothing rushed about it. Just like focusing on the story and the enjoyment of uh, of, of his players. So definitely having fun. Out. Check in, check in, check out Lord Gazumba on uh, on the Twitch and the YouTubes. Um, but uh, oh, if, and if you're here from uh, Lord Gazumba's community, are you watching this later? I'm Robert Hartley, GM. I'm a full-time dungeon master for Viva La Dirt League and in, under my own Steam as well on Twitch. You can find me several days a week doing D&D adjacent content. I read from the D&D books. Uh, I, I sort of give a director's commentary sort of sort of stream behind the scenes of um of the latest episode of the viva la dirt league telling you some tips and tricks and, and insights and secrets about that campaign uh and then i as i've said before i, I run a an interactive game called twitch tales as well so uh stick around if you like the uh, if you like my content make sure to drop a follow here uh if you like lord gazumba go and go over there and hit follow but please Thank you. For now, um, stick around for the raid uh, and give generously to uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. See if we can get up to that $20,000 oh le awesome. leather map uh, um, uh, giveaway. What a, what a wonderful... Thank you all for a wonderful... Robert, thank you. This was fantastic. <laughs> wonderful, was, wonderful discussion. It was absolutely I had fun. my pleasure. And, uh, and and this uh, this will be going up uh, for posterity on my YouTube later. Awesome. I have spelt Great Troll Lord Games correctly. It's all just one word, yes? No yes, all one word, yep. Wonderful. Yep, Troll Lord Games. Yep. All right. So you got well, three then. L's together. <laughs> yeah, Troll la 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 Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, have have fun. You. Take care. Bye-bye. That's all for that episode of Short Rest. But if you want to be there for the next one live, don't forget to head over to twitch.tv forward slash Robert Hartley GM and click the little love heart to follow the channel. Alternatively, you could wait for it to hit my YouTube channel at Robert Hartley GM. Or if you really enjoy my work and want me to keep making it, head over to patreon.com and consider supporting me a few dollars a month. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.